Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. The stream is happening. It's been a surprise for both of us. We said uh, at 9.30 we were going to shut it down and just do a regular show. And lo and behold, 9.29, our call computer came back in. So, you can get right in. There's nobody in there. We got one person. It's 614-655-3887. That's the number to dial if you want to call in and talk to us. I'm Brett. He's Brian. We have regular guests, Josh, username Joshua from Twitter in the studio as well. Hey, friends. And... To, get, to let you know, if you didn't know, we're going to be in the Midwest in just a week from now. We're going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana on Monday, August 26th. Hamtramck, Ham otherwise called Detroit by those people, on Tuesday, August 27th. Chicago at the Hideout, Friday, August 30th. We're going to be performing live with Struggle Session. That's Leslie Lee III and Jack Allison. We love and love them and uh, think they're great on stage. We've had them. We had Jack in Los Angeles and Leslie in New York, so I can't wait to see them combined in Chicago. This is also the first time that Brian and I will be going to Detroit. We did a little show in Indianapolis a few years back at a some workers' rights center. So uh, now we got a theater gig, and we need y'all to come out, show up. Uh, you can find all the information by going to streetfightradio.com. On the front, on the left-hand side, there's going to be the newest show. On the right-hand side is going to be a link to the post with all that info. Secondly, we have a whole bunch of shirts that we need to get rid of because they are making my bank account go to almost zero. So the Guys Gals Non-Binary Pal shirt, if you pre-ordered it, it's in the mail. They all got mailed on Friday. So that they will be hitting your doorstep Monday through Friday. And international people who normally get left behind and get their shit seven months late, those also went out as well. I have a new shipping system. It's easy to send. I'm, I'm holding mine now, and I can tell you it is spectacular. I was going to hold it up, but I don't have a camera tonight, so Brett is doing it. It's a buttery soft, union-made, union-printed, good-ass shirt, says guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And we also have the Hellfire Congregation shirts as well. Head over to store.streetfightradio.com to pick those up uh you won't regret it these are some of the finest shirts that we've made so far but i really really got to get them out of the door i'll even throw in a free zine uh any shirt bought from now until i tell we say i i don't do it anymore free zine you'll throw all your other shirts away they'll feel like barbed wire on your skin compared to these quality quality Street fight shirts. And I've heard that people already have asked to be a part, be in selfies just for wearing them. Someone on the street stopped them and said, Hey, I love your shirt. Will you do a selfie with me? So they're spreading the mess across the U.S. very well so far. Our propaganda campaign continues. Eventually, we rise up against all global powers and create a horizontally organized workers' party. You ready to do this, Brian? I'm here. I'm here and Perfect. I'm ready to do the thing. Oh, no. My wife is sending me a, uh, Something from Facebook Market. Oh, never mind. I don't care about that. It's a weight match. Oh, hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> I'm already very powerful, so... She wants you to get a weight bench? <laughs> she did just send me <laughs> <laughs> hint, a hint. link to a Facebook Marketplace thing for a hundred pound, a bench with a hundred pound weight set for $40. But That's a good deal. 
I mean, I can let I don't, uh, hundreds probably not enough for me. I probably need three to five hundred. Okay, sure. Twenty nineteen, we're turning Murder Brian into Swole Brian. Just a powerful man. I'm very Yoked strong. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, that was crazy with that computer. Like, we got here. The usual. I got here about a half hour early. The computer was loading up updates at like a hundred percent. It was at a hundred. Fuck it. We decided to reboot it. It was at a hundred percent. And then we turned it off twice and turned it back on. It was still at 100%. And then we said, okay, if this thing isn't working by 930, we're not taking calls. We're just doing a regular show. And at 929, the computer turned on. That is a phone miracle, Yeah, I would say. We had to get back. We had to hear from the people. Unfortunately, um, we're, we've only got one person on the line right now, so this is this has never happened before. But well, this is prime time to call in. This is good. I mean, we can talk. We usually let it build up, though, too. We usually spend 15 minutes yakking. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to have a little time over here. Come over to the hot. What's that thing he says in, uh, in Die Hard? Come over to the cars. When he's climbing in the thing. Come over to LA. Come and climb in the thing. I don't know any. I don't. I'm not a movie quotes guy anymore. Yeah, I didn't go to Action Con this year. If I had a, you ain't got a movie quote college. If you want to be a man, listen. If if I'm learning one thing from the Shock Jock Show, you got to know some movie quotes. It is important, or you are not a funny person. It is when, (laughs) whenever I go to like those public things, I did some school stuff today, and someone like lays down a fat movie quote, and you just like have to know the next line, or just I mean, I always just feign like I know it. You know, I'm just like, oh yeah, that was classic. Ah, good. Yeah, it's always it's the same seven movies. Yeah, you know, Big Lebowski, Goodfellas. it's just those two movies, really. <laughs> just those two movies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it is. It's what it feels like the whole world. Die Hard guy like you, though. You like to quote Die Hard. Not a Die Hard guy, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't like Die... I, well, I do. I, I like those I haven't, movies. I'd like to revisit Die Hard. I don't know how long it's been since I've it's seen good. those. It's quality. It, it makes all the movies we watch now look so stupid because everything in it is so serious. There isn't a lot of... It's just scary because it just looks like a guy that's sh- killing people that yeah. are trying to take over a building. There isn't like... Everything isn't like orange and green glowing and like fast jump cuts and stuff. You know what else is cool people about it? People are wearing like fucking regular ass like thrift store looking clothes and shit. You know what else is great about it? When that sleazy guy that's like being held hostage it's like come on you know like he's like real sleazy and he tries to turn on the bad guys and then ends up getting killed it's like oh shit eat it sleazy guy right like they just would kill people back then and just as like that was a funny part of the joke. It was like you would kill a guy and yeah, those be mo- laughing their heads those off. Those ones are pretty hard boiled. Those old ones really are like that. Just for something about him is like more of a punch in the gut than the stuff now. The way that they just like take everybody out so effortlessly, you know. Well, I think just the act, the scale of action is just. And like- also seeing like the way that he get like it's cool the way that like he's wearing the white shirt at the beginning uh, and then yeah. by the end of it, it's just like he takes so much damage, an incredible amount of damage. He's just like dragging himself by one arm at the end of it, you right? Know? Well, the scale is so the the scale is the thing that's like the most important thing that i think we miss now is that like the stakes all the time now 
are like millions of people are going to get millions of yeah. people that aren't in the TV show that we don't care about are going to get killed. Yeah. Like Marvel and Marvel when in those Marvel movies, they're like half of the universe is going to die. And I'm like, but none of them are in the movie. I don't really like give a shit about them. that judge dread remake where they had to climb up that apartment building. Right. Like that's sick. That's a good small, small scale battlefield where like, I know what that's like to be. In. If someone, if a group of people were to have a gunfight in the middle of that, I could imagine. Well, movie, be, you know, movies like the raid and like judge yeah. dread, movies like the raid and dread are just like fantasies that people like me sit around and have. You yeah. Know what, well, I mean? I like what, what if I had to fucking, what if I had to go in and whip some ass? Yeah. You yeah. know, cause drag some, someone out of their apartment. Some, some fucking bastards out there poisoning the community with this sick drugs. <laughs> yeah. Go up there and kill a guy. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, uh, yeah, I was thinking actually, another, it's funny that you mentioned this because I was having a moment today where I was thinking that, uh, we should actually have Father's Day once a month. No. I think it makes sense because I do a lot of the painting my nails and doing Beyonce routines and watching movies and crying into my pillow. And I don't feel like there's a lot of reciprocation where everybody's like, let's sit down and watch people point guns at each other tonight. You know, let's see what kind of visceral excitement we can get out of a car chase. Yeah. I mean, it is odd that not enough people... I don't know. Like you, you really do want like that's why that move the the Quentin Tarantino movie went like so wild out there because it's just like a semblance of a movie for adults. Well, man, people were no. like, well, men, adult yeah. men, but it would you just like they don't even make they don't you know the guys whole, guys the get, there's not a lot of guys guys movies that come yeah out. dudes night there's not like a dudes night you know yeah. there should be dudes night every month <laughs> you know we've been having like a lot of issues in our friend group because our wives go on girls night and it's like mm, way to be way to exclude the gentleman like i can talk about the same stuff the girls do sure i fucking know all yeah, kinds of shit about being a woman society or, though yeah I, I not that i know about being but what are they talking about that me and you can't be there stuff that you would totally not be interested in usually on your phone yeah, but you could be there. This totally. is your job, and you were on the phone for like the first couple minutes. Of this <laughs> yeah. show, we got a phone here again in a few minutes. But it, yeah, it, you it, could definitely go there and be on your phone with them. But and you, but you could talk to them. Then sure. why aren't you there? You um, know? I don't know. I feel like they can have some space to go do their thing if they want. Mm. That's all we got to do. I mean, now we're trying to plan boys' night, and yeah. then everybody was like, except for Brett, who is the one holdout. Everybody's like, oh, the Sheer Mag concert. It's a good boys' night because it's on a Thursday. We'll all go see Sheer Mag together. But everybody wanted to do that. Yeah, uh, but you said no. No, I didn't know I said that. Not like you just. But here's the problem with it. I've already bought my wife a ticket to Sheer Mag, so now. So we trying to do kick her out. Here's the thing. Now, of all the guys, I'm going to be the one to bring my wife. Like the most macho guy that we hang out with sure. is going to be the one who brings his wife to guys' night. <laughs> Yeah. This seems unfair. That's yeah, I'm the, you played yourself. I'm macho. I'm the most testosterone out of all of us and like just the most powerful. Just yeah. at, I think at base I, level. I would just like to go and throw a grenade. Like right. go to a Nobody place where we wants to we grenade. have problems with our friends who they don't want to like they, shooting guns is violence, which is fine. Hey, you know, if you don't want to shoot a gun, 
I'm okay with that. That's fine. And there with was me. a protest, and then but then they were all like, "Why do the guys have to do stereotypical stuff?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, there's just it's a yin and yang thing. Like women create, men destroy. Right. We have to practice our destruction." Well, they didn't want to go to the casino either because they're like, "That's just wasting money." So let me tell you a little story about the casino. I might have went to the casino last oh, night. No. <laughs> Don't do that. I know. I posted on Twitter and everybody was like, go home, Brian. You're not supposed to be at the casino. I was with my wife, though. Oh, well, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And we took out $100. Okay. We went to the casino. Uh, I lost all my money. Okay. And then asked for some of hers. (laughs) Okay. But she won $26. She doubled her money. Okay. Here's the deal. I lost $80, but she won $26. There you go. So... So we spent about sixty dollar night out. You know, that's not bad. That's fine. It's fine. There's nothing more exhilarating than uh, you... having a little ball telling you win money or not. <laughs> it is the oh, you all know, the anger I feel it the, the whole time. I'm like sitting at the casino next to my wife. I'm like, this fucking place is cursed. This fucking is the worst luck place I've ever been to. I've never lost. So many times I've only I've ever been to like another casino <laughs> in Vegas yeah. when we just went there. But I'm like acting like, and then I also put money on craps. That dice game that bounces. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking. About? I don't yeah. think that's craps, but I think it's a dice game that bounces where the dice bounce. You yes, know what I'm craps. About? So uh, I went and put money on that, but I didn't like. You didn't know if you were winning. I had or no not. idea, so I just went boom and put my didn't win. Okay. Like, I'm just kind of figuring like, what if I put my chip on this and i win and it's some big payout you know what yeah, i'm saying that makes sense that's what i was i was you like, you're like i'm gonna get blind luck going here <laughs> just dumb luck yeah and like sometimes a big you gotta payout. shoot for dumb luck yeah yeah not like a double you know and then i was up 40 bucks at one point but then i was like katie check it out i'm gonna bet 40 dollars on this one this is like all house money yeah and then boom, lost, lost it all fucking then i said can we i handed her 40 dollars i had 40 dollars I lost my $40 and I said, Hey, can I get your other? She was like, I only put 20 in. I'm like, can I get your other 20 then? <laughs> You're bad. I can't, I should never, I can't. I'm, let her have her money. Let her lose her money herself. She did, she was fine with it. She, she was fine with giving me the other. She offered this me is the why other she 20. Doesn't want it. This is why she needs a night for girls so <laughs> that the men don't take her money. That was, I, listen, I got a problem. I don't think I'm good at gambling. Yeah, I agree. I don't also, well, I mean, good again, losing is still, you can lose in a good way. Yeah. Like lose, like you said, six, if you were there for three hours and hmm, I was there for an hour, ugh, 60, <laughs> 60 bucks an hour is steep. Sixty bucks an hour is a steep night out. Well, I mean, what could you do for sixty bucks an hour? Well, we were gonna go bowling. Yeah, you could do that. Yep, you could go bowling instead. You know, but it was like there's nothing. There's no no high stakes thrills. Like nothing is going to make my brain synapses fire like being at the casino and losing money. What about putting money on a bowling game? I can't because it's the same pool. It's not like the problem with betting with like I love I would fucking love it if I could bet with the wife like that would be amazing. But that money's my money. You know what I mean? And her money's her money's my money. My money's her money. It's like, oh, good. I won five dollars from my bank account. Sure. sure, That's why I have to go to the casino and lose it to a third party. (laughs) Really lose it. <laughs> Along with her. She, though, she sat at roulette next to me, like a, like you. 
actually very good. Like I was even, I pulled a Brett Payne while I was there actually too. At one point I got so mad that I cashed out and just stood behind her and said, Oh, you're doing really good. You're doing really good. <laughs> Cause that's what you did to me in Vegas a lot. Sometimes when I was like winning, Brett and Brett was losing. He would cash out and stand behind me and be like, "Oh, you're doing great, man. This is that's really going well." That's a huge drag, vibes wise. If the person that's not gambling is obviously not having a good time, he was having a good time. Brett well, likes fine, to watch then. people gamble. He doesn't yeah. care if they're losing or winning. <laughs> I wanted to go with you guys when we all. I didn't go with you guys, but when we were all up in Cleveland for your show, and oh. you had you had shot your wad the day before, and I went with my friends, and they went to go eat and then they just sat there and watched me play blackjack yeah i was yeah. like i didn't know you didn't and they said well you wanted to go and i was like i don't want you to just sit here yeah and stare at me while i play blackjack no, you're looking for other people that have the habit like i it's wanted like, to go like, with like do you want to go and i wanted to go with you guys yeah, yeah like are you, are you willing to watch me have, like freak out and be weird because it is funny like the way that i mean just everything the as soon as the button goes just the tense when the way you wipe your hands on your pants just all that, night that slow night. wipe that slow wipe like ah, here it goes you know what i do it's, a lot i i was everybody like, we did on the southern tour was the worst gamblers everything i mean they would have bet on anything they would have bet on the fucking sunrise in the morning <laughs> they were we that southern tour was tom and the sam i can't believe we didn't go to a casino because i had so much cash too yeah they were gambling actually in the house in, yeah. in florida they played poker they woke up and played poker until the show for breakfast for breakfast to bet but like i just like I sit there and I think like, oh, it's possible that I could pay my rent. Like, I, you know what could happen here? I could win so much money, I pay my rent. It's worth my time to be here. But I'm never gonna, I, I'm not, I can't, I will gamble somewhere else. That casino, done. I might go bet on horses maybe, or go to the racino. I'm done. I, the Hollywood Casino in Columbus, Ohio is cursed. Here's okay. another reason. Jamie Johnson's playing there when we're in Chicago. Okay. It's like, that's a curse. Like, I want to see Jamie okay. Johnson. I would go to the casino to see Jamie Johnson. Right. You know? But not when I'm here. It's cursed. That whole place. I have won maybe like three games of roulette there. Every other game I've lost. Yeah, that's you bad know? luck. Yeah. All My right. wife won 26 off of a slot machine. That's how she ended up coming out on top. You ready to do this? Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, don't yell at us for the heteronormity stuff. We locked ourselves in those chains, and you should be free from them. <laughs> yeah, please be free from them. Uh, let's see who's on the line here first. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, it's Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Record. Oh, I'm fucking fabulous. I spent all of my day doing DSA and anti-racist stuff, so I'm just, you know cramming it all in there are you yeah you dsa anti-racist stuff now you're calling us so yeah that's a pretty I'm exciting day hitting all of my notes <laughs> <laughs> where are you at if you don't mind me asking uh so i am in atlanta um well just outside of it actually although my whole entire family is from like akron canton so please send me swenson oh uh, see we just got swenson's here it's not like uh, uh in columbus uh, so for people that are listening, Swenson's is like an Ohio thing. Like I, it's undeniably an Ohio place. It's burgers and stuff. It's a drive-in, but they just opened the first they one. Just like magical thing. 
Yeah. They just opened the first one in Columbus, uh, like, last year. So, it's kind of like people in Columbus don't even really know Swenson's. It might not even be successful, Is that the one where they sprint to your car? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a chance. They do. But also, the the burgers are, like, they have, like, cinnamon in them or something. It's some, like, really totally out there spice that they put in it. And then they, like, dash it to your car like it's going to, like catch on fire and get it to you quickly enough the running stuff is like for street fight i i would imagine for a street fight fan at least it's like very disheart like it's a weird feeling because like when they run to my car and like the way that they run and and kind of the way that they're like kind of at your service i'm always like buddy you can just you know you can walk as slow as you want with mine like i i don't have like an expectation of running but you know they probably want to run it's probably like I can see myself as a teen being well, no. I was no, gonna say I can see myself no. as a teen being there and being like, "Oh, I'm getting in shape. I'm running all day." But no, I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. Do it for money, dude. Love of money, right? More cars, more more money, more tips, yeah. right? So, uh, what was going on today? What, did, were you at a protest in Atlanta? You're just doing DSA stuff yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, we were doing well. So the the first thing I did today was participating in the anti-racist protest. Um, that DSA sort of co-sponsored, um, Metro Atlanta DSA specifically co-sponsored. And then after that, we were doing sort of a strategy meeting for, you know, where do we go from here? And now that we just hosted the DSA convention and, you know, have all of this attention and what do we do with the sort of momentum that we're trying to keep going with? How was, how was hosting it? Was that cool or, uh, was it you know, stressful? Um, <laughs> yes, both. So, uh, I mean, obviously, pulling something like that off is a huge deal. You know, a lot of people from Metro Atlanta DSA pretty much stopped everything else we were doing to make sure that it went off. Um, I didn't actually contribute nearly as much as some people did, so I don't want to, like, act like I'm taking credit for it. Um, but that part was really stressful. Getting to have the spotlight on us and really bring attention to what we're doing down here and getting to meet everybody who came in as delegate was awesome. And it was really, really cool to like participate in that process. So I, I mean, I, I fun stressful. the last two years or the last me and Brad have been at the last in the city of the last two conventions, because <laughs> we're just we're, like, we've been and and people are generally very nice and uh, they get stressed out on the floor or whatever. But you know, Anytime you get a bunch of people together, there's going to be arguments. There's going to be all that stuff. I, I don't, like, don't think it's the worst thing in the world that, that, that there were a lot of disagreements. And, and like, uh, it seems like it's still a relatively healthy organization. Like, since that, like, it's, there's still a lot of people in it. You know, <laughs> it's like, it felt like, it felt like, I don't know. It felt like there was momentum there and it felt like, you know, you got everybody's working hard on on like next steps and stuff, and and you know the local DSA chapters have been doing a lot of pretty rat. I mean, there's a lot of radical stuff happening. You know, tenant strikes and stuff like that are are very cool. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's so much energy behind the movement right now, especially here after hosting. Um, you know, all of our sort of regular members who are really active of our chapter. You know, they're all sort of jumping a bit like what can we do next how can we 
put this energy to good use? What are the things we really want to be focusing on in our community? And so we've been having a lot of really awesome conversations about that in particular. The tenant um, stuff is like that. I think like you start talking about socialism and you start like when you start talking about like trying to bring people over to your side, uh, it's, it's work and rent are the two things, you know, that, that like work and rent are the two things that they need help with. You know, they need their rent covered and they need someone to make sure that work doesn't suck. And, uh, I, I, I think any kind of like, especially just, you know, the Columbus DSA has gone door to door in a lot of apartment complexes where there's been problems and talk to residents and help them compile, uh, the complaints and then, you know, get them a lawyer and, 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 and sort of help them move forward on, on the complaints, which is, that's really cool. Cause you know, landlords get away with fucking murder. <laughs> yeah. And Atlanta is really, uh, I think vital area where we can start pushing, uh, specifically like rent control stuff and push back against landlords because Atlanta has really exploded, you know, in the last 10 years or so. I think we went from something like 2 million to 6 million people or something like that. So we have all of these just absolute nightmare problems of housing and of infrastructure because Atlanta wasn't built on a grid, like on purpose, it was built around rail lines and those all move in V's, right? So we have this really weird system where we've got seven roads kind of that go into the city total and no trains, really no public transportation. And so everyone's kind of trying to figure out how the hell do we make this work with all of these new people moving in and continuing to move in. And, you know, we have this, like, trolley that they put together, but everybody makes fun of it because the trolley goes, like, three places, and none of them are interesting if you're not a tourist. And yeah. It's a perfect example of, like, doing, you know, public service for show or whatever. We went to Atlanta the first... Uh, also, it is funny that me and Brett, the first time we went to Atlanta, we stayed downtown where all the tourist stuff is, where, like, the Coke thing is and the big Ferris wheel and all that stuff. And when we went home, we were like, we're never going back to Atlanta which is wrong and we should have never felt that way but then this last time we were there we we like went and hung out in the neighborhoods and and we went to the we went to the claremont lounge and we went to east atlanta and, and we went to all these places and yeah. i was like i gotta get back to atlanta as soon as possible <laughs> i think i mean i'm biased i'm from here like from here from here like grew up in stone mountain which is a whole separate story from here um and I have never been to a city that has the same kind of energy that Atlanta has. I like to sure. say that the essential Atlanta experience is if you like pull up to a stoplight and the person next to you is just blasting music so loud that you can hear absolutely every beat of it and like every note of it. And you look over and they're dancing and they see you looking over and then you just start dancing too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Atlanta is like. Yeah, there's lots um, of uh, billboards I mean, for just like independent artists too. Like people just like throw all their everything they got into a billboard to try to get seen. Yeah, well, and we don't take ourselves too seriously to do something like that. You know, I Man. know like up in like New York, you have sort of weird people, but they're like that's their whole thing is they're a weird person but down here it's like everybody's kind of just weird and nobody cares oh man i feel like also people are just proud as shit i felt like it was like when we were we were just embarrassed like it was amazing because everybody there was dressed to impress not like trying <clears> to look <throat> like they did they just threw something together like they put on an outfit to show off everybody i mean i saw 
I saw an 80-year-old man with, like, neon Air Max 270s crossing the road. It was, like, it was when, wild. When oh, we went yeah. to Bankhead, that oh, mall, yeah. and when we went to a mall in Bankhead, and, like, everybody was wearing designer clothes and looked so fucking cool, and me and Brett just looked like garbage. I looked all right. Mall. Well, you looked okay, <laughs> but you were sweating, and I looked like shit, man. I felt so bad. That was the first time, like, so... I had I went to go look at a Louis Vuitton T-shirt. I was like, I'm gonna buy my daughter a Louis Vuitton T-shirt because I thought like, ain't gonna get a hundred dollar T-shirt. That'd be funny. <laughs> it was a good gag or whatever. And and then when I got in there and I saw that they were six hundred and fifty five dollars, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not getting her a T-shirt. I guess. I don't know if I've spent six hundred and fifty dollars on clothes no, in never. the last three years. No, not ever. That's crazy. I will. I I mean, you know, I would. I'm no telling way. you, the that's more money, money I that's get. That's too much money to have. Not to a t-shirt. But the more money I get, the more I'm going to spend on my clothes. Sure. I'm going to tell you that right now. <sighs> tell that, the listeners will know I'm doing well when I'm wearing Louis Vuitton t-shirt. That's ridiculous. But bootleg. I'm getting bootleg ones soon, so don't count those as my rich $600 t-shirt is wasteful, and that money Gr- could go to something growing up, better. Growing like, up poor marks you in a specific way. I don't know that I could ever have enough money to like, I don't know if I could ever swipe the credit card on a six hundred and fifty dollar t shirt. No, I don't no think way. I could do it. Fuck that. You could I, give I mean, me you I could give me Powerball money. To. I don't I, think I, I think could do like it. the way that I lived in my twenties, like there's a piece of me that wants to like waste and then like not check my bank account afterwards. Like my give my it. real dream, my real dream in this world, Brett, is to swipe the card on something that's like seven, eight hundred dollars and then not fucking faint and flip out and then go home and lay in my bed and sweat and then come downstairs and say, no, it's fine. It's fine. I think this is going to be okay. And then go back upstairs and sweat for a little while. But hand over money to historically racist companies that are charging you, you know, a thousand times what they cost to make that shit. Okay. I will not hand them money, Brad. If my gonna, talked me out of it. If my car broke down and it was eight hundred bucks and I could just without a second yes, thought just that's nice. w- swish. Whatever. I no just, big deal. That like would this. be great. See, I, feel the, I feel the same way, but it's like eighty dollars. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would love it if I could just drop eighty and be like, Yeah, this is fine. Like, oh, I just paid my bill and this is great. I'm yeah, in your internet for another month. I'm about uh, I'm at $40, Rachel. Like, that's like, at this point yeah. now, if something's $40, I don't melt down. So I'm all, I'm halfway to 80. Yeah. I'm halfway to live in yeah. Rachel's dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, my dreams are big. Yeah. Big dreams. My big dreams are spending $80 without having to worry about whether I have it and turning the South Socialist. Isn't so, it weird? I actually think the latter is more achievable (laughs) isn't it weird though to think about like like there i i actually and 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 like i i this i don't know what this is in me but i really do envy i it's not that i envy them but i look at people who spend a lot of money and i watch them do it and i watch them walk out and and like in my mind they're just fine afterwards you know we saw a guy Buy a twelve hundred dollar was it sixteen hundred? Yeah, sixteen hundred dollar backpack when we were in in, in Atlanta at the uh, Prada store. Yikes! This guy buys a sixteen hundred dollar backpack, swipes his card, and leaves. Now in my mind, he left and he was just happy for the rest of the day. He bought the goddamn sixteen hundred dollar thing. It didn't make any difference in his 
day. Like he was still going to go out to eat that night. He was still going to pay all of his bills and all yeah. that stuff. And that is like, I look at something like that. And honestly, I probably don't need a $700 t-shirt, but like there is a certain, when I look at it, I'm like, man, I know. I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think somebody like that should get their ass robbed because <laughs> they probably haven't had a lot of hard, they haven't had a lot of hardship for a while. Someone should have, we should have cased their fucking car. We should have. And spark plugged their window and we took that have. motherfucking backpack. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm like obsessed with like status symbols. It's, it, it no, really I, it's is honest. more of a too. money. It is really more of a like, God damn, man. I don't know how to show people I'm successful. Like I'm paying my bills now. You know, yeah, and, and it's less status and more security, right? Yeah, I, it's like I'm paying my bills now, and I do this thing, and like, you don't get credit for paying your bills, like, I don't think, you know. I mean, obviously, I think everybody that's listening to this show that's paying their bills is is doing like a great, like they're fucking doing the right thing, and it's cool, and like I admire that, you know, and I'm really glad that I'm paying my bills, but like. Like, I want to be considered, like, successful, you know? Like, sure. I want I want people to see me and be like, oh, man, you know, this guy, like, yeah. made something out of and, his life. And it's, this is how <laughs> broke people who stay broke forever spend it on designer clothing. Because <laughs> you can't buy your way I mean, into that's, wealth. That's definitely, that's definitely a status thing. If you want people to look at you and be like, that guy's successful, that's... That's definitely status, my dude. You don't think it? Do you think about that, Rachel, at all? Do you do you like? Do you have like a thing in your mind where you're like, I I would like people to look at me and know that I made something out of you know my life. I, you know, I want people to look at me and think that I am good. You know that that I am a good, kind person who is curious and who is making the world a better place. And honestly, like, beyond the people who directly interact with me, I don't really need it to be, like, a big platform. Although I say this, right, but I'm here on this podcast right now trying to raise, you know, my platform so that I can get some more attention to organizing the South. So, I mean, maybe I'm just a giant fucking hypocrite and lying to myself, right? But to me, like, the thing that I really, the thing I care about is less about people seeing me as somebody who made something important and people seeing me as somebody who's like accomplished things like capital A, capital T accomplished things and more about how I just want to make it less shitty to be alive. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree in that, like, but that's what he's saying. We've already done that now. So we want to get dripped out though. No, I don't think we've done anything. <laughs> I, I truly, truly, I don't think we've done it. Like as far as political accomplishments, we've done nothing. I would never take credit for anything. You know, anything that happens around the show is honestly done by the fans. But I think that like, I don't, it's, 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 it is, I don't know why I have this impulse. And, and like, I, I don't know why. I mean, like, I am an anarchist. Like, I, I truly don't want, like, hierarchies. But I also want, I truly, I want, I like 
I want to feel like I don't know why I care. It's I'm just trying to figure out it's, like why I care. Advertising uses insecurity against you and makes you feel like you're not a part of the club or the elite class of people that you really haven't accomplished anything until you can afford <laughs> these clubs. Right. Yes. And it's ca- like, and yeah. I know that capitalism and consumerism is all bullshit. Like I, well, I I feel like I know that, but then I'm like, you what can is say the, the measure? Look tight. I mean, the clothes look tight. They're, but what is the measure of success then? Like that we're living with, you know, cause I, I need to, I need to feel like, like, uh, I, I don't know why I need this, honestly, but I need my in-laws to think I'm successful. I need my parents to think I'm successful. I need like, you know, my aunts and uncles, even though they hate what I do, I, I like need people. I need them to think I'm like successful. I don't know why I have this desire. I fucking Brett, Rachel, Josh. I think about my high school teachers a lot more than a 40-year-old man should think about a high school teacher <laughs> just because I want, and rappers say this all the time, but I just want to like go up to high school teachers and be like, I fucking did it, asshole. You know, I'm not in fucking prison. I didn't fuck anything up, and I'm a good person. And like, I know that's like a negative impulse, and I don't know why I, I want it, but like, I, it's just, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm a petty guy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty... It sounds like, it sounds like maybe... You know, on some level, you really sort of internalized the messages you were getting when you were, like, really poor, right? Of, like, there's this sort of uh, expectation or, you know, attitude people have, especially in the United States, against, you know, people who are working class and poor, you know, that they got that way because of some sort of, like, moral failing or constitutional inadequacy, right? That like they are in that position because they deserve it. Right. And so it seems to me like maybe on some level what you're looking for is just like, hey, see, I didn't deserve it. Right. I, I you know I'm a good guy. I, I have, have like, like never, never really, really thought, thought about, about the, the fact, fact that like, like uh, me, me and Brett, Brett sit here all the time and talk about how, like, you know, a lot of people start on third base, but, like, you still don't think about people starting out on third base when you're just thinking about your place in the world. You know, like, when, when I'm placing myself in the world, I don't think about the fact that fucking people, there are a lot of people on TV that started on third base. There are a lot of people that have more respect or more money than me that started on, on third base or that, that their parents have more money, their parents have more connections. They, I, I mean, honestly, probably worked harder than me and when they were younger and shit like that. And like, I, I, I know all that stuff like intellectually in my mind, I, I know all that stuff, but for some reason when I'm laying in bed at night, and, and like, I'm trying to think of, of like who I, what I've done in my life or what I've done with my time here. And like, am I like a good husband to like, am I like a good husband? Have, have I like, did I take advantage of a kind person by going to college? You see what I'm saying? Like, did I take advantage? I mean, I do. It's like a huge vein. There's like so much there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the truth is like, nobody really deserves what they were born into and nobody really yes. deserves anybody. Right. Like we, we all just sort of luck into it anyway. So I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing that you're looking at it and you're wondering, like, well, do I deserve this? Because you just no, no, you don't. Nobody deserves <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, and that's okay. I'll, I'll, it's okay that you don't deserve it because nobody deserves it. Yeah, and everything is all. Everything is literally the narrative that you're telling yourself at that moment. So if you just don't worry about where you came from and where you're at right now, and think about your access to food, insecurity, and the, your ability to fam, family to get 
and be provided for things that were maybe harder at earlier times or that you know other people go without. I think the satisfaction from that kind of stuff is cool for me. And to have like a piece of clothing that came from like a listener that made it is worth more than $700 or from like a comedy show. You're wearing a pl- from a place that we sold out in Philadelphia. And that's like, that has real status to it. That's a shirt that you actually earned that did that someone can't just go and buy, Yeah, you know, that says that they're in the club. So you just have to really change the, the interaction with things and uh, soak up everything you can for, with where you're at, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, we, I mean, me and you are both doing this till we die. So <laughs> as know. long as we can be a little bit fly and keep it rolling and not like be, you know, doing this out of the back of a fucking vehicle, you know, I'm, I'm tickled fucking pink right That's now. True. You know, I couldn't be asking for anything better, but I'm also miserable at the same time because of mental illness. Yeah. But <laughs> Rachel, do you have anything that you can direct people to before, before we hang up? I want to make sure that, is there anything people can help you with? What, what can people do with the, for the Metro Atlanta DSA? Well, so one thing you can always do is just send Metro Atlanta DSA money. We love money and we need that very badly. Yeah, it's great. Um, another thing you can do sort of more for me personally is if you think I am funny and or interesting, um, we are actually, me and a couple of Metro Atlanta DSA people are launching our podcast uh, this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Red Clay Pod. Um, it's a picture it's like orange and it says something about us being dumb i don't know brandon made it not me and if you want to follow me in particular it is reach rachel khan that's r-a-c-h-e-l-k-a-h-n uh and you know if you get really confused there was like a guardian article and i was in it because i matter and i'm somebody now and it's like the spelling's in there too so you know you can look there too whatever you know just whatever well thank you thank you for calling how cool i am on twitter i will i just followed you so thank you for calling in oh fabulous yeah thank you for having me check your fucking notifications because there's a murder brian in there nice uh now somebody's gonna yell at you later on and be like why are you you know (laughs) this guy's following you what a scumbag no i'm kidding have have a good night rachel thank you for calling in between us I'm the bigger scumbag. So. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. You too. Good night. But do you think that's, do you, like, it is an odd, it is an odd thing that, like, me and you come on a show almost weekly and fucking claim to be able to see through all the bullshit, but have, like, internalized, like, all well, of the bullshit. You know I what I mean? I think- I think it's you can still have things that upset you and you can understand what like what the thought is in your head. You can understand where it's coming from and you can rationalize it away and strip it of all its meaning. But that's it sucks. But that's not enough to necessarily make you feel better about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I well, I don't know. I I have the same thing where, um, you know, I want to have cool shit. I've actually told I bought a pair I was so, here's the thing. I was looking to buy a pair of sunglasses and there was this company that makes these goofy like pro wrestler looking sunglasses and I don't want to send them business because the day I went to go buy them, they were did a big, big America promotion oh, with boy. like someone on a jet ski with like stars and stripes and all that. And I was like, you know, why am I going to give this fucking company a hundred dollars when ever since I was a kid, I wanted, wanted a pair of Kazal sunglasses. That's like what all the rappers were back in the 80s. And I've wanted them ever since I saw Run DMC wearing them. 
And so I went and bought those. I found some on eBay for a hundred bucks. So I, I said my next big purchase is going to be one of Ric Flair's uh, Rolexes. That, so I'm just going to buy all the old vintage fly shit from the eighties is my plan to just get it all secondhand. I'm just going to, I'll get a nice 86 Cadillac. Well, I'm uh, sorry, 84. I remember with the watching, wire rims. I remember watching MTV Cribs when I was like nine or 10. Yeah. And going to bed and just being sick. Like when I was dumped for the first time, when I got my heart broken, it was that same kind of like gross feeling in my chest and my stomach just because we were poor. We were never uh, destitute necessarily. Like I remember my mom's car got repoed. We were kind of like in that zone and it got slightly better as I got older. But we were, we were broke. And I remember it just hurt to like see this like coziness and this wealth yeah and i think that 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 does something to you psychologically and maybe it doesn't yeah go away that's like a motivator for me because i was big into i had we didn't get i didn't get a decent amount of school clothes money in high school enough to buy shit Mm -hmm. like the jeans and clothes i wanted so i spent a lot of time just going through the thrift store and i i really find found stuff that i like and didn't focus on the labels and like things that said like out loud hey this is expensive or this is the right brand sure. and i get more compliments on my stuff when people are like those are sick what is that and like you know oh this brand I'm like oh i didn't know they did yeah it's like i don't get the loudest version of their stuff i feel like you can make clothes yourself i found a way to have my own type of style but that's also it takes a lot of time it takes an artistic eye it's not something yeah. for everybody but i think it's i think feel like the name brand stuff is such a shortcut and I do still, like, I still look at, I was a hype beast so hardcore when I was 20. I even went to all the way to Undefeated in Long Beach to their fucking place, you know, looked at all the Jordans, drooled over them. And I had to give it up because it was just so wasteful and there was always sure. something new to buy and it was, you were never satisfied. There was always, there was never reason we we're like, oh, I have enough shoes now. It's like, no, they just came out with the cream ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did, I just bought a pair of Yeezys, which I, didn't want to give Kanye West any fucking money. So I refused to buy him. I would also would never spend $400 on fucking running shoes. But I found a hookup on legit bootlegs that say Adidas, that say Yeezy on them. They were 80 bucks. I feel like I chopped the head off of, I feel like Adidas getting any, didn't get money. You know, probably the same conditions for the workers. Not sure. that I'm not for that. But uh, no ethical consumption. I wear them though. I fucking love them, dude. I wore them to a concert and I just felt like, I was walking on air. It was like it was like being like a kid again. It was like first day of school for me. I just felt like the coolest fucking person. Someone like gave me fucking handshakes that I like them. That shit. Just people point them out. People are just so into it. And it is hard to uh, it for such like an attention starved person like me. It's hard to to give that up, you know. Yeah. But I do like to look. I do want to look nice. I do want to look. I want to have a style. I want to have that. But I can make it work for way less money. I feel like the people that are addicted to designer look like clowns. And Supreme is clownish. And, you know. When I saw, back to the Cribs thing, like, I didn't want, when I saw Missy Elliott's mansion and her cars and her pool and stuff, like, I didn't, I didn't want the mansion. I just saw, like, you know, my mom is pissed off all the time. Yeah. Because... There's bills and she's just constantly miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've, you know, 
She's probably not yelling about the phone bill, Missy Elliott. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt that's happening. That's not happening. And I think the when you, I think when you really scale all the way back and you look at like the podcaster lifestyle, the starving artist, where like I'm making as much as I did when I was a social media manager for an internet startup, and uh, I mean we are. I mean I'm so fucking comfortable. And that I feel guilty about it, you know? So I don't know if I, how much more, what, what I would get. I would just buy more bootleg shoes, you know? I would just buy frivolous camping equipment. I mean, I would like to, you know, have some money for like college or for Charlotte, you know, stuff like that. There was, I, I wanted to, before, let's just go with this uh, offset and the clout says, my kids got to have money, not just me. That's selfish. So I wanted to leave with Chicago <laughs> legend offset too. Right, you got to have money for Gwen, right? Yeah, I mean, Gwen's got to have eighty dollars like, shirts too. Basically, like my whole thing is like, got to make sure this kid is doing all right so that they can, yeah, get, yeah do yeah, their yeah, damn you, thing. You make sure the kid is like fly when make she goes be to like, school. Get them what they want. I mean, it's they can been be the a next weird Mark week. Duplass. It's it's <laughs> been a weird week. She's just started high school, so yeah, we'll yeah. get into that uh later Take maybe some calls, let's get man. on the phones get get on these we're yapping too much. we have people on the phones now I didn't yeah know. we got we got like yeah we got a few i thought we were uh i thought we were vamping i didn't oh know. no sorry i just <laughs> yeah, there was a, it was a good there was a lot in there and someone had said before we someone said we didn't go off on it enough so that i thought that was a pretty good pretty good call in thank you rachel thank you all right let's see who's on the line here next thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to uh-oh hey Hey. What's up, Street Fight? Oh, shit. Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Who's, how you doing? What? I think I answered two calls. Yeah, I think Is I there two it. people on the phone? Jonathan, hold Hello? on. Don't Party talk. Chat. Are you not Jonathan? Who's not Jonathan? This isn't Jonathan. What's uh, your name? This is Zach. Okay, we got Zach and Jonathan <laughs> on the phone right now because Brett answered two calls at the same time, which I did not know you could do. <laughs> No, that's interesting. So we have an interesting issue. Can you I can mute one of them? Mute one of them. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna mute you. Don't this feel is, bad, Jonathan. You can mute me. Well, I we, don't know. We don't. Who. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Brett's gonna mute one of the calls. Don't say your phone number. On the and air. then we're going to say, "Hey, talk," and you're both gonna talk, and then we'll tell the one that we can hear them. How is that fair? Yeah. Mute, Brett. Okay, let's see it. All right, who could it be? Say doo-doo. Is our next caller going to be Zach or Jonathan? <laughs> Zach? Hello, one, two, three. Who's this? Zach, yes, two, this three. is you. This is you. This one, is two, Zach. three. This is you, Zach. Zach, Hi, Zach. what's up? Zach. Man, that is how you solve problems. That's how the we problems did it. get solved, my dude. Yeah, John asked to be. Problem solvers. Me yeah, again. I mean, you know, things are going to happen, and... uh it's it, things are gonna happen, and that's the way it is. You know, things will never be the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, how's it going, Zach? What's going on tonight? Hey, uh, not much. Just chilling, listening to the show. Got to try and call in for one. Saw you guys in Nashville, which rock. Oh, thank you, oh, nice. thank you. That was a very fun show. We had uh, Jesse and Mike from Your Kickstarter Sucks, and they were very cool. Fun. And uh, I'm glad you had a good time. There was a guy there. You want, you want to hear a little story? There was a guy there that was running for office. Or, or no, he I, has office. There was a guy there that is in oh, office. Don't say his name or anything, but woof. When that kill Jeff Bezos chant happens, he got mad. There's an elected <laughs> oh, official. Oh, yes, there. yes. I always feel so bad. <laughs> like that's the part where like that doesn't affect me at all. You know, but on this tour, listen, the Sams love it. 
That's they what do. I'll just say that. The Sams and the Trillbillies, they just think kill Jeff Bezos is the most amazing thing. It's this hilarious joke that's just gotten out of hand. Yeah, and me and Brett think it's sick, actually. Tonight we- at 11, a, a, a local elected official was spotted at an anarchist comedy show. Me and Brett think it's sick. We, we don't like it at all. But, you know, that's just us. And uh, so I guess what, like, uh, yeah. So w- what's going on tonight? What's, what's going on tonight, Zach? What are we calling for? Not much. Thinking about work in the morning. Um, that last caller made me start thinking about if I should, you know, look in the DSA. I'm in a little, I'm not near any big cities, but it might be worth taking a drive every month. To Atlanta? Or Nashville? No, to, to Nashville, the local one, sorry. Oof. I, you, you, know, know, you know, hearing people all enthusiastic about that sort of volunteer work. What makes you not do it, I guess? I, 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 actually, I don't want to ask you that way. Let me tell you why we don't do it. I'll just say this. The reason I haven't joined the DSA is because I feel like podcasters are a liability to the organizations that they join. And uh, I will raise money for them. I would do everything. But, like, what what are the... But I don't, I just don't want to be a liability to like a thing, you know, what, what, what is, what's your fear? Are you like kind of worried about like meeting people or, or that, that you think uh, like, what is your worry? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of that social anxiety stuff, but I'm also an hour away from any major cities. So it'd be like a commitment. Yeah. um, That's really the big thing. Just not living near anybody. And then, you know, trying to figure out what's. Like, is that a regular thing? Are people driving from all over or it's just local? You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, driving in an hour sucks too, but I think like you can do a lot of this planning online, right? Like, it's kind of like with, with, with the, the meetings. I believe you can get the minutes of the meetings on their site, like if you join or something. I'm not really sure. I don't know what the meetings are. I don't really go. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Just stop. But I will say yeah. this. I will say this. Like if there's an action and like those brake light clinics and stuff like that, like it is really worth showing up to something like yeah, that. Yeah. Actually, know? to be honest, I would say if you're if you're not going to be the type that gets in there and joins a committee and wants to be like planning and stuff like that it might be best to just get on the email list and find out how you can loop get looped in for stuff because um i get notifications all the time of like uh they're gonna do meals on wheels they're gonna do a teach-in they're going to do all of that and um it's it's probably better to just show up to something like that so there's no pressure um to do anything besides like what you're told when you show up you know yeah that makes a lot of sense actually yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would do. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah. have a good one. Well, awesome, you guys do this. Have a good night. Yeah, peace out, Jonathan. Did you hang up on Jonathan? Jonathan, I would yell at you. Come back. Hello, hey, Jonathan. Jonathan. Hey, what's Hello. up? We've waiting to hear from that you. That was a good hack. Yeah. Hey, we did. You know, it's the, like, way, the way that you the way that you just uh, the way that you just dealt with that little little passage. It, here's the thing it, you get this thing where like uh you 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 get a problem such as we have many problems in society a few people get together and they talk to each other they work a little thing out and then boom you got to solve you know yeah and that's how socialism is going to happen too actually that what i yeah, think, yeah you know so what's going on tonight jonathan <laughs> kick it real <laughs> <laughs> thank you well we did solve a problem yeah. that was 
That was like <laughs> four people, five, five people, six with Jason, six people working together solved that problem. Yeah. Very easily, too. <laughs> it only took like two minutes and it was great. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what's up tonight, Jonathan? I was just calling to say how much I like the show. Oh, oh, we appreciate I that. appreciate that. You don't have to tell us that, though. We, 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 uh, we don't deserve, uh, we, we only deserve scorn most of the time. You know what I'm <laughs> mad about? Can I say something? Can I say something, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, uh, I, you're a perfect person to talk to about this, I guess. I don't know. You're on the phone and we're talking. Uh, I just did a third show. And here's a spoiler alert. It was with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about uh, old. Um, we were talking about dreams, the rub a genie kind of career dream. If you could rub a genie and get whatever you want for your career, mm-hmm. like how would it? What would that be? Well, you got to right? rub a genie's lamp, and then the genie comes out, and you. When you rub a genie, like you got to rub a genie. I'm on new pills, dude. Yeah. I get like just jacking off all the time. I'm like okay. having some more sex in the past wow. month than in like a year. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Sorry, I apologize hey. for having se- for being sex positive now. I'm a different type of person. It's still very polite. But it S-A is Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, my wife's gonna be so mad about that. <laughs> She's gonna be like, oh, now everybody uh now everybody knows we have sex. Yeah. Gross. Uh anyway. <laughs> I can't make jokes. I can't just talk. Maybe that was always how you got the wishes from the genie. It just got lost in translation. So, anyway, if you could rub a genie and get your job of your life, the job, the, the, Brett keeps shaking his head at me. He's the one that's taking it dirty. I'm just, no, you're just say, butchering the myth. Of, just rub a genie and get the job of your life. Is yeah. that, is that yeah. the old, how the old story goes? Well, no, there's not three wishes. <laughs> this isn't three wishes, right? This is, you get the job of your life, you know? Jonathan, do you have a job that you would like to have? Or, yeah, you're Jonathan. Jonathan, do you have a job that you would like to yeah. have if you rubbed a genie? Okay. First, first of all, the answer is yes. And I actually got that job, no genie involved. Whoa, what is it? What can you tell me, like rough, broad strokes? I, I don't want to get you in trouble, but is it a cool job? You got I, the job. Yes. Alligator handler? I am a I am a professor ah, at uh, university it's a good job. out here in LA. But well, that's something I would want to do. Uh I did want to do that for a period. So if I could it, Brett. I'm putting you on Brian blast did. right now, and I can say mine first, or, or Josh can say his first. What? If you rubbed a fucking genie. Oh, God. And you could get the job of your life, what would that be? Josh, do you know? It's any job in the whole world, dude. Um, the, the possibilities are fucking endless. You could be like, I don't know, like uh, a like professional lottery player. If you wanted to, like you what? just buy like a hundred thousand dollars with lottery tickets every week and you hope you win. Oh yeah. I, I seen that guy do that. Scam <laughs> I, yeah, something like that. So you got one or I'll say mine. Cause I'm pissed right now. Okay. My dream. Greatest job I could ever get. Rub a genie job is that me and Brett get the opportunity to write one of two things. Okay. We either get to write the He-Man movie or we get to write the Dukes of Hazard movie. 
and we change that thing. And also, we play the Dukes of Hazard, of course. I might play Boss Hall, but we'll, like we'll the, get uh, somebody better looking <laughs> to sit next to Brett in the car. Like the sticker, like the animation. The animation. Right, yeah, it would just put the syndicalists. But, like, my dream in this world is to... Me and Brett get to write He-Man, and Kevin Smith is now writing He-Man. So he took my Rub the Genie dream. I'm very disappointed in that. I'm bummed out. Do you have one, Brett? Do you have a dream? I, I don't know. Um, God, the first thing, just don't the dream. first thing I thought of was uh, a skydiving instructor. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's a normal <laughs> job. That is something. That is. A, I think you could do that though. Yeah, I could. Uh, if I quit I mean, the show, I could probably spend the time to do it. This is a lot of work. Like, you're going to be dealing with a bunch of dipshits. Yeah, it's still. a lot of customer service. You know what I mean? It's mostly customer service with people that are going to act very weird because they're being pushed to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine doing something. But I would love to kick somebody out of a fucking plane when they were, like, panicking. Like, I would just love to boot them right in the ass. Like, I can't imagine. Maybe I'll do that instead of this. You should. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, being the bungee jumper guy. The the guy that does the, the, the like, runs the ride. That, you that'd know? be sweet to tell the instructor. I don't want you to tell me to go. I I don't want you to tell me you're about to do it. <laughs> when we're over the spot, I want you to just kick me in throw the me, ass. Throw me out there. Throw That's what I would have plane. to do. Grab them by the scruff of their neck and just throw them out barroom style. Like uh, like Jazz and Fresh Prince. Yeah. I mean, I do that. Like, I, I, I have to. That's how. The only way you're getting me to jump out of an airplane is to trap door underneath but, but you basically you have to be like hey we're gonna go up and like do a little flight up here and you know we're gonna take you somewhere where weed's legal and <laughs> get me up in the plane and then you gotta fake, say uh, fake a uh, crash landing no you could probably just lie to me and be like oh when you fly on a private jet or a private airplane uh they make you wear the parachute like they do the yeah, and they Life were just said, on a boat. They were like, don't worry, it's a Gucci parachute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I'll be fine then. Yeah. So then you get me in the vest, and then you would have to just kick the door and kick me out of the fucking plane. Because yeah. I'll never, I will, I will never bungee jump. I will never do any of that sure, shit. Sure. You don't have to. Fucking coward. It's not for everybody. Ooh, world's largest coward. I will <laughs> fucking let you. Well, no, because that's who, how Houdini died. But like, I would rather like fight a person than like do a roller coaster or like bungee jump or jump out of an airplane. Like I would rather if I had to pick between the two, I would rather you just lock me in a cage and make me fight another person. <laughs> I would what rather if right next to a roller coaster. One of the thrill, thrill rides was like really fight for 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and you, they just put whoever is going to go in there for 90 seconds and you have to really fight. <laughs> like it's going to be a, a real fight. I would do it. Some six year old kid. Hey, Sir, you can't knee in the face. <laughs> I just, I thought, like, I, I always try to think of what I'm not a coward about, and that's it. It's just like I can take pain. I'll take pain. Fine. It hurts. Whatever. I don't care. I've been in pain. I've broken bones. I've been punched. I, uh, my ankles hurt every day. So, like, it's kind of like, uh, that's the only thing I'm not afraid of that normal people are afraid of. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone said the genie sucks ass. <laughs> okay. The job genie. That's just the job genie. You scratch man. its back and gives you a job. God, everybody's so mean to my genie. Yeah, this is some sort of like micro parable for how about if you like do if you're kind to somebody else, they'll give you the job of your dreams. I'm not gonna get the right email. <laughs> that's, right. that's really my plan. My plan is to just be a decent, friendly, polite person that always does what he can for his friends. Yeah. And then hopes 
that one of them makes it big. I say yeah, that please. about my survival. That's yeah. that's when people start talking wanna... about doomsday prepping. I'm like, mine is just like people like to be around me. And yeah, I'm just we're pretty sharp in my social I'd love skills. to be the. <laughs> I joked about like having a five year plan to become the Cato Kalen of the Street Fighter family. <laughs> or like one of my friends wins the Powerball and I'm just like his feng shui consultant. I, I mean, if we ever get the office, house. Josh, if we ever get the office, you can sleep in the you office. Can have a, you can have a bed yeah. at the office. We will let you sleep at the office if we ever get the if office. We can, yeah. But it, it's going to be very inconveniently located. Yeah. And I mean, if it's closer to the school than my house, I will. You're not going to want to get charged with what is stored in there either. Yeah. I mean, if we get an office, yeah, all like, this. I, we have to ditch this. The box of drugs yeah. has got to go in the office, you yeah. know? Yeah, Jonathan, yeah. uh, do you have anything else? I'm I'm sorry Dude, that I made I? you talk to the job oh. genie. <laughs> the job genie. <laughs> no, I, just... I, I, I did want to I, I did want to say that uh, I'm actually from Dayton, Ohio. Oh yeah, where the I, I mean I've yeah. I, I saw uh you, you ever been to Hair Arena? Oh yeah, absolutely. It got blown to hell, didn't it? I mean, it? it's been it's been a long, long time, but. Uh, so can I tell you a story yeah. about Hair Arena real quick? It's going to take two seconds. One time I went there and I saw Pantera. Yeah, I went there and I saw Pantera and the guy that owns Hair Arena came out on stage and gave them a plaque and said they're the official house band of Hair Arena. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> we saw them there like I four have, times. I have, also, I have also seen Pantera oh. at Hair Arena. We've been to the same concert, Jonathan. Me and you Probably and Jason. Megadeth, Pantera, White Zombie. Me and you and Jason went to the same concert. We, uh, this dude, did you see White Zombie, Pantera, Deftones, I Hate God? Yes. That's, we were Wait, there. What? Wild. No way. <laughs> yeah, me and Jason were there. Of course. And my friend Nate. <laughs> that that place got blown to hell. R.I.P. Hair Arena. Oh, that that tornado bullshit. that came through, or the set of tornadoes. Yeah. I think it had been closed already. It had been closed for a while. You, but a, a tornado came through. You know what Columbus people think about Dayton? You want me to tell you? Ex this is what Columbus people think say. Like every... every uh, I probably heard it, but yeah. It's this. It's this. You know all the drugs go through Dayton. Like ev like Dayton, <laughs> it's like I the way we talk it. about Youngstown. We say all the mafias in Youngstown. Yeah. They say we, we, we you, you'd be like this. <laughs> Me and all my rednecky friends. You know the mafia is basically in New York, Chicago, and Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> right. And <laughs> <laughs> also, Dayton is one of the most major drug corridors in the Midwest, and all the drugs go through Dayton. Those are the two things. Those are two things. Yeah, you know, I live uh I live uh in a town kind of on the outskirts of uh LA here. And I don't know, it's it's, it's kind of dumpy and yeah, there are a lot of drugs around. But like I kind of think back to it's not that different than Dayton out here. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think the so it's like it's just like normal life. It's just like normal life to me. Was 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 there did, was your experience in Dayton a lot of drugs? Yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of not. I mean, Ohio I is a lot of like a math kid, you know. Ah, okay, Ohio is a very but, drug uh, place. You know, I met, yeah, I met I, at Hair Arena. Here's another Hair Arena story. I met my first vegan straight edge there in my oh, whole life. Wow, yeah. Jason's oh, yeah, yeah, smiling because yeah. I think he probably fucking remembers this guy. We all stood there and talked to him and like, 
It was a corn concert. Oh my god! I know. I know. That's terrible. <laughs> he took a barrage of. Oh god! It probably, wasn't abuse. It was like probably got that shit all the time. Yeah, it wasn't you spent like most of your time defending yourself. <laughs> it wasn't like a, we weren't mean. I don't remember being mean to him, but we would be like, "You like eat any meat? Not like like even chicken, and you know, like all that stuff." Know. You know, he's oysters. Like, what about snail? Would you eat snail? <laughs> And then the straight edge thing, we were just like, have you ever like tried them? You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean? like have you ever like tried drugs? Because they kick at we, we very we very much like the drugs. Yeah. And it was like this weird cultural exchange that went down because he like looked different from us too. He was like better dressed, and he was like, "I'm a vegan. I'm straight. I don't even I, that leather belt you're wearing. I wouldn't wear that leather belt." And I was just like, "What kind of belt are you gonna wear then?" You know what I'm saying? Like I'm from Groveport. Yeah, the scenes were it was tough back. There was they were more more concrete. Wonder why he went yeah. to you corn. Had to, you had to rep that. You had to defend the scene with yeah. your life. I wonder why he went to see corn. <laughs> he went to see corn? Yeah, it was a corn concert. Because every fucked up person loves corn. That's true. <laughs> I went to that concert and I saw a fucked up person of every single stripe I know. crying their fucking eyes out with Jonathan Davis up there, man. That shit is reaches across all race colors religions and creeds it does <laughs> everybody loves that shit he's angry like like how i feel yeah if you're like if, if and it goes the shit is very much not it if you get past like the aggressive guitar the groove is there like guiding you through the whole thing you know do i dude when we went to see corn me and brett did the way that brett like loved it so much was the most infectious thing in the world to me because it was he had never gotten a chance did you have your hands up like people at church well no it is wild dude because it's like a, a, a some people a, did yeah it is like a different like you know you can put like ironic distance between you between you and the audience or you can go like stand in the audience and be a part of the audience and like me and him me and brett go to a lot of concerts uh, he goes to like a lot more than me, but the, the shit that we go see is, is cool. Like, like I, I'm not saying corn's not cool. I like, like corn. I'm saying like that it's hip, like cool. We go see very cool acts where the people are kind of, you know, cool. Yeah. And like when you, when, when you get to a concert like corn at a fucking amphitheater in 2016, 2017, it's like a different audience. It's like a, a, a people that you're like never around there's no irony there it's not like a funny concert right it's not like like super it's not like super cool people but, are at this show you know but i think the super cool music i go to see is always like difficult to enjoy in some sort of way or like the most you know praised artists and they are like really setting you up for a good time because they do like a little one minute trance thing where there's like a bagpipe or wailing or something. And then all of a sudden it just fucking breaks loose and then they bring it, simmer it down. And then you're just like up and down. They just like, they are trying to put on a good show. They They're cuss so much too. It's fantastic. Yeah. It just, and that was the other thing Brett noticed. It was really funny because it was such a fixture in my concert going when I was a kid. How many of you motherfuckers oh, yeah. are having a good night tonight? I love you motherfucking pieces of shit. That is nice. Out this audience. That is nice. That is welcoming. Sorry, Jonathan, to derail you into uh, corn, corn chat. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, I am, to get, sorry to get corn. You know, starting very but, soon, uh, yeah, but, corn podcast with uh, John Cullen. It, uh, it's called Podcast, P-O-D-K-A-S-T. And uh, it'll be coming out soon. Me and John Cullen going to talk new metal. First one, I'll give a secret spoiler. 
the first album we're covering, Significant Other. Interesting. It was between that and the first corner, Follow the Leader, because Significant Other feels like the import. It's okay. the one with Nookie on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a pretty important one. Yeah. Significant yeah. Other was, yeah, huge. It's got rearranged, which is actually like our generation's like stairway, to, like the best song. It's like our I Want to Hold Your Hand. Like yeah, it, pretty it much. The best song written while yeah. I've been alive. Yeah. So far. I think it is. I truly feel like the song, I'll say this on my sh- on my other show, but it's the best song written since I've been alive. And okay. that's just it. You yeah. Know? Can't argue. I can't argue with about your feelings on about stuff in your life. <laughs> Jonathan, thanks for calling. We really appreciate it. For sure. And uh, we had, yep. thank you. Have a good night, Jonathan. Okay. Uh, right. You know, it's I, funny. It's funny. That corn thing was so, that corn concert was like such a moment that was like so cool to me because like he, did go to concerts when he was younger, but it was like he was into like a totally different I, scene. I loved I corn. I loved corn when I was a kid. Right, but you were in a different. Sort I was of like scene. nine years old, yeah, and yeah. this older kid was like, "Listen to this guy scream, you know, dangerous words." And you know, the God, that first album, yeah, I, I heard that when I was a little little kid, and just you know, grew out of it. I mean, I, I and I was, but I was always friends with guys that were like way more into it. If and, you're mad at your parents. And I did love the first that first Limp Biscuit um, counterfeit is like I mean that's still a song I turn that on sometimes it's yeah. one that still gets me going you know yeah I bump rearranged a lot still I'll listen to it three times in a row I just think it's so great but like I just like it is funny it, it is really the people that go see those just the same thing when you go see ICP too a lot of times well, I mean the and it's just like the it's like a you know it's the feelings are selfish and but some of and they're bad but they're and they're just like deeply personal and they're you can't get them anywhere else like they have like cornered the market on what they do there's nothing got comparable you know i mean it's it, it, uh, a lot of people hate their fucking parents yeah a lot of people <laughs> that's i mean that is you know that unites us all uh, yeah i mean most of us <laughs> have like at least I always meet my like, not mo. I mean, I don't know how. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think I don't, a lot, but I mean, I know a lot of goody two shoe people, man. That have great. I always like. Sometimes but, I'm just astonished. But when that I, their mom like texts them every day and says true. like I love you and true. Shit. But we do also. I know a lot of people who would be like, oh, I totally love my parents. I don't have problems with them. But every yeah. time you talk to them, they're complaining about their sure parents. for sure. You know that's what true. I mean? That's true. It's like you have to say that you love your parents because that's what good people do. Right. Yeah, I, I know plenty of people that have really fucked up relationships with their parents, but they're your parents. You just love them. That's what you do. And people never really critically kind of look at like, you know, I maybe don't necessarily have to. You don't. Be yeah. As close to these people. if They're just bringing me conflict Con- and unhappiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't hate my parents at all. I badmouth them a lot on the show or whatever. Sure. But like, I also, you know, I don't I don't like hate them. I just. There's, I think something happened to me when Gwen was born because I like had a lot of resentment against them before Gwen was born. Like I was always mad at them, and then when Gwen was born, and I saw like how you could engage with a kid in a way and like uh, you know do things my style. I was kind of like, this is the path of least resistance. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. They could have just done this. Yeah, but they made it hard. As they made it hard all the time. Like yeah. it was always fucking hard. And like, uh, I they didn't want to do the easy way yeah. because they 
I don't fucking didn't care. I mean, honestly, when you have five kids, how can you? Yeah, I fuck it. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a litter of puppies. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like if you have five, if I had, if I had one more, I would probably like them less than Gwen. Yeah, I can't imagine liking some another kid as much as I like Gwen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Could you imagine loving a kid as much as you did before you had her? You know what I mean? Like, I think no. I love Gwen because she's cool as shit, and I don't want to like have any more. I would probably hate the kid if I had another one. Let's <laughs> yeah, you don't want to roll the dice again. I know. Have you have you ever thought about having another one? Uh, yeah, for sure. You don't see. For me, it's like if another one is born, I'll fucking hate that kid because they will. Now I'm so close a good thing, to like getting my kids. life back. I got a whole good thing going. Yeah, on. Yeah, now would be crazy you know? for you. <laughs> In a couple of years, Gwen's gonna. She's gonna drive. She's gonna be out of the house. Two, two, less. It's less than two years. One and a half years. All right, we're gonna get this call on. Let's do it. Talkity talk. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh shit! What up, it's Lucas? Hi, hey. Lucas. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. How about you, fellas? I'm okay. I, I'm I'm feeling okay. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a call. Call queue. We're doing a uh, cell phone or call. I'm sorry, call center work right now. No, I feel I, we're having fun tonight. No, I had a genie earlier. We're How talking to everybody. I've, I've been uh, drinking some of the uh, Pat Oswald scotch, the good shit, the Glen oh, Morangi. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you got like. I did some... not pay for this. See, when I flex, it's because someone gave it to me. I've I've been able to just uh, use my own charm to get expensive things that instead is, of paying that is for really it. Good. You want want to nip? You so got the you got the Suntory to too, huh? You got the Suntory too. I got an whiskey. Someone just it. sent me also. Thank you, Eric. Someone sent me a uh, Suntory whiskey, the Habiki blend, the Balance blend, a Harmony blend. I'm sorry, and I can't wait to fucking dig into that. They also sent me an authentic Jean Bay, yeah. which I'm gonna fucking wear. <laughs> To Austin City Limits. Not he's, the top, but definitely the motherfucking He's shorts. got the top and the shorts. Yeah, I got a picture of him in the top and the shorts. I made it my wallpaper. Like, look, it's still my wallpaper. It's, <laughs> it used to be Steep Fight. Now it's Brett and a, and a Team Bay. Whatever. Uh, but he, the person that got you this, because I said, this is the worst gift we've ever gotten from anybody because nothing Rude. for me was in it it was oh, all for Brett. okay it was like ah, you know fuck this kid you know it's like i was gonna be a real dick about it but he did get a hold of me and was like hey i'm in japan i know you like that wrestling yeah can i hook you up so the b-man might be i i said i will pay him i offered to pay but I, I get a Tai Chi shirt because they don't. You can't. Get I want in America. Yeah. I want a New Japan Tai Chi, like the the wrestler Tai Chi. I want his shirt because he's badass and he rules. Yeah. And like you can't buy him in America, so I want to. I yeah, good wrestling shirt would be yeah just for sure the best because it's just yeah. The, I would love. I've looked at importing them, but then I'm like, I don't want to spend fifty or sixty dollars on a T-shirt. I'm just like, why would I do that? I have so many up there that are fine, <laughs> and I can get them. Down I mean, the road for seven bucks. They sell a lot of the New Japan stuff on pro wrestling tees now, but yeah, there's some not guys the good that shit. Yeah, I no, gotta have not. that. <laughs> you gotta give me the stuff from the Japan. <laughs> I, know. I gotta I, have the Japan shit. That's how I feel. Too. I don't fuck with Uniqlo, uh, you know, crossovers <laughs> with the British companies or American shit. <laughs> well, I just you know wanted the shirt. I thought yeah. it would be. I, no, I, good I, idea. And, good idea. Tai Chi's a wrestler that I like. Yeah. 
you know so yeah, and they, they like i said they would never like and all, sell I that just, here because for some reason people hate him so yeah yeah all but, right sorry no worries all good uh so i wanted to uh to call in and talk a little bit about my job and like a lot of different aspects of my job uh like kind of tie into street fight so i'm a i'm a pca which is a personal care attendant uh, for individuals with disabilities. Okay. And with uh, my particular client, uh, when I'm spending time with him, we're always either volunteering, uh, working, or working on getting work, or getting community access, which could be defined as a lot of different stuff. But uh, basically, we've done like 20, maybe 30 um, job applications in the last like two months, and had like four or five interviews. And there have been some incredibly unpleasant people that uh, we've had to deal with, and I just want to vent about the, the frustrations of uh, trying to find a job for somebody is challenging enough, and then there's people that just uh, like look at the situation and don't want to get involved and don't want to uh, give a person with a disability a chance to uh, have a normal job and work in kind of a, a community setting. Oh, wow. Like, so uh, put somebody hmm. on blast. What, can, oh, a name and names? You're going to name names? Well, I don't know his name. Oh, you don't have to. Dickhead. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know his actual name. I would like to add, like, so, so basically, uh, like, if I'm getting the, I, I'm trying to get this, uh, I, I'm trying to kind of figure it out, right? It's like, uh, so you have a client that you work with and you, you know, you kind of yeah. help them get through life, help them get a job, help them make sure that everything's taken. Sort of not, you're not helping, you're helping him or the, you're helping them like do for themselves and, and you're trying to get them a job right now. And, uh, yeah, so the, the, it involves the role, of PCA, the role of the PCA can be anything from like, uh, helping this person, uh, cook meals in their own home, helping them bathe. Like it could be a ton of different stuff. My client, um, is a, um, I, I can't like divulge too much, and I don't want to get real specific or anything. But um, he's he's able to get a job, so that's what our goal is. Um, not everybody spends their time uh, doing the same kind of stuff I do. The, my job could uh, be a ton of different things depending on the needs of my client. But uh, he's got he lives with his um, mother. He is an adult, but um, like she makes sure that he's fed and uh, gets showered and cuts his nails and everything. I don't do anything that's like nursing related. Um, but I just kind of help him uh, find work. There are agencies where, like, uh, they have programs to find people with disabilities jobs, and unfortunately, I can't really use those uh, um, programs and stuff because I'm basically supposed to be that program. I'm supposed to work with him to get a job the old-fashioned way with applications and interviews and just get a job like anybody else would. And that's proven to be pretty difficult. I mean, like, uh, you know, bosses are already kind of pricks about who they hire, in any in any situation, I mean, they won't hire pregnant women or women. A lot of them will say like, "Oh, we won't hire women that are planning to get or married or get pregnant, early twenties, shit like that." And and like, uh, I can't imagine. Is there like a uh, is there like a type of job you're working on getting, or is it is it uh, is it kind of well, you're uh, open? Not, so all of the applications and all of the um, paperwork and everything says uh, like a little piece about. Uh, do you want to claim a, um, like, are you a disabled person and are you able to accomplish this job uh, with a reasonable accommodation? And I am basically that reasonable accommodation as his job coach. I'm supposed to be there with him uh, when he's at work and making sure that the work gets done and he handles things well. So 
whatever he gets a job doing, I will have some experience working in that field, and like I'll be doing that job too. So uh, I'm we, we're applying at like you know just retail stores, stores in the mall. Um, we applied at some farms during the summertime. We were hoping to get some work uh, all over the place, just anywhere that might be hiring. Uh, he's not great with like counting and money, but I'm able to help him with it, and he could do any of these jobs that we've applied for. But um, our general MO is to uh, introduce ourselves uh, to a person at the store, ask if they're hiring, and then they tell us it's online because every application is online now. But it's still good for us to like make contact and speak to somebody in the store and kind of be able to explain the situation in person a little bit better because an application online doesn't capture all of the uh, relevant info. So we like to introduce ourselves ahead of time or sometimes we'll apply online and then go to the store and ask to speak to a manager and just be like, hey, how's it going? We just put in an application. This is the name. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. I'm here to help him get a job and like do the job. And a lot of people are really receptive to it, but a manager at a dollar store was, uh, I, I got in my car and was like outraged and had to keep it together for the sake of my client. And he asked me like, what was up and why was I so angry? And I was like, uh, it's all good, man. We, we don't want to work here and just had to like kind of brush past it. But, yeah. um, then I, uh, so then I, I, we went to the, to the store and we had already applied online. I asked for the manager. He was stocking shelves. We went and found him. Uh, he took like one look at us and I was like, hey, how's it going? I'm a job coach for my buddy here. Uh, we're interested in applying. And he just starts waving his arms and he was like, uh, no, um, we're, we're just gonna just hire whoever's, uh, on, 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 online, whoever applies and, uh, whoever the most qualified person is there. I was like, okay, I understand that. We already applied. Um, I just want to kind of explain a little bit more. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I don't need to hear anymore. I'm not interested. And I was like, all right, can I leave a copy of his resume? And he was like, um, yeah, sure. Uh, put it right there on the cart. So I put it on the cart and I got in the car and I was fuming pissed. And uh, then I went back inside and I snatched it back and I was like, I'm just going to give this to somebody that's not going to throw it away. Stormed out of there. I felt a little bit better. Nice. But not a lot better. So I, so I did what any uh, sane person would do and I gave them a wood star review on Google. Yeah, <laughs> get them. Hey, that'll show them. You know, I learned so recently. It was a brand new store. Brand new store. I figured they need new staff. This is a great opportunity. Uh, I was the first and only Google review. And it, for the description, I kind of said what happened uh, without, again, going into specifics and submitted it. Felt a little bit better. And then I was contacted by their corporate department asking me for, like, exactly what happened. And then I realized maybe I should have spoken with my client and or his family before just launching on this crusade. Like... I was just real pissed off, and I, it's not right, but I don't know if it was really my place to, to go and like kind of launch into this. So I just explained to whoever contacted me what happened, and that um, I, I explained it and kind of told them I wasn't uh, really looking at working there anymore with my client. But I think they had somebody speak to that manager because my client got a phone call. They said, uh, hi, we'd like to speak to such and such. And his mom said, oh, it's, uh, it's for you. And he answered it, said hello. And they said, are you still interested in working at Dollar General? And he said, yes. And they said, okay. And then hung up on him immediately. Jesus. So I think somebody from corporate told them, hey, you have to like follow this up. You can't just like brush this off. This is terrible. We've got like our first review in the community with a brand new store. That's all people are going to see when they Google it. You got to fix this. And then he called them back and just, 
He said yes, he was interested. They hung up on him, and I was like, we don't want to work there. This is not worth, like, uh, like I don't, the family isn't the type to be like, oh, fuck it, let's sue. And I'm not really, uh, it's not my place to advocate for that. I, I got them in more involved than they wanted to be. They probably were just fine with brushing it off, but... Yeah, it's a rough thing. Uh, it's tough for normal. Uh, I, I hate this. that's not not good terminology. That's not uh, that's not very good. But uh, it's tough for anybody to get a job, and for um, the people that I'm working with uh, to be like just shot down so rough is uh, it's discouraging. But um, apparently, other people that have had my role, it takes them like upwards of a year to get a uh, a job that works with their client for their client. So, in the meantime, we get to volunteer a ton at the food bank, which is awesome. So that's it's a good day, it's a good job, and even though we haven't started working yet, um, I do think I'm bringing a lot to it. So uh, yeah, that that's why I wanted to call in just to talk about that Dollar General nonsense. Yeah, that's that is uh, you know, I, I <laughs> it's the the way that they hire people at some of these places is so uh. It's both like it is like a gut feeling thing, and I think they just see a they have something in their mind that they're looking for, and when they walk in, that's what they get. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that couldn't kind of like be trained to work at Dollar General. You know what I mean? It's it's it it sucks. I'm sorry yeah, that happened. Work. Yeah. I mean, it's it's physical work, but it's not like complex work. It's not work that he wouldn't be able to do with my assistance. And if like people would sit us for an interview, interviews have all gone fairly well, except I'm, sometimes they will say like uh, we expect all associates to be able to lift 50 pounds, and my client sitting there in the interview slaps his forehead and like gets a little bothered by it. I'm like, it's all right, bud. I'm here. Like we'll, we can do that. Don't yeah. worry about it. Take it off. Yeah. But, yeah. He, he's not the best uh, best at being interviewed. But um, Who is? we're gonna keep at it. We'll get to something eventually. Uh, the, the pre-screening like job app, you have to do like a twenty uh, question like strongly agree, agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree about like what would you do about like seeing a coworker stealing, all that kind of stuff. And the one that threw me the most was when Hot Topic asked if uh, having or smoking marijuana is like having a beer nowadays. Strongly agree. Agree, neutral, disagree, strongly agree. Hot Ooh. Topic sells like flags with weed leaves on them and like beer goggles and like all kinds of goofy shit. And I don't know what the right answer is to that question. Uh, and I don't I, know how to, how to answer it for them. I mean, I, okay. So I, we actually ran into this. I actually saw another thing recently about that. Uh, the boss post. Do you remember that person that sent us? a question from a questionnaire that was like, who takes credit for a job? So like, there are a few ways to answer questions like this. I think smoking weed, it's actually less harmful than drinking one beer. Exactly. But so I want to say strongly disagree, but not for the reasons they want me to. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't think that they want, but here's the thing. I don't think that they want you to say that like, they're the same. I, I kind of want, I, I kind of think they want, here's what I think they want. They want you to, they, the answer that they want is that they're both bad. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what they're looking for. Hot Topic is still a corporation. They're not yeah. being cool about this. Bottom line. I don't know why, but I remember somebody called in here that worked at Hot Topic and said it was fucking hell. I, I bet I remember that they vaguely. absolutely sell a shirt that says marijuana is just like having a beer these days. Something to that effect. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, and you do really you're hey. you're doing really important cool yeah. work. You're a good egg. I think that's. That's really decent. You're a great person. I try to be. Thanks this is why we need a clap for a soundboard. Nope. I do have some sound right, effects. You, you too. Peace. I do have some sound effects saved on my computer, but I can't play them on this show. A little offensive because uh, the only audio I've cut for months is from Opie and Anthony. Do you want to take a break or do you want to roll through it? Uh, let's take a break because I want to play a band. Okay. Brian wants to play a band. Oh, it's somebody that we like. No, I got... I, 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 hold on. Hold on, listeners. Brett, talk to him. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the live stream. <laughs> you can see us live. We're going to be working with Struggle Sesh. We're taking them on the road. Leslie and Jack doing live show in Detroit, Indianapolis, and uh, Chicago next week. It's very close. I'm sorry for the... We want to get better at this, but there is just a lot of confusion with getting a system together to smooth it all out. There's a lot of bottlenecking as we try to grow and add more people to the process. But uh, it's happening next Monday, Indianapolis, Tuesday, Detroit, Friday, Chicago. You can find it at streetfightradio.com. You can find all of the... Uh, event details and ticket links on our Facebook if you just go to the event sections there um, I'm just going to say some of these venues we, ha we have to do what they do uh, you know we are at the whim of the venues policies so you need to pre-buy tickets because they're going to jack them up on the day of at some of these places they're going to go up so uh, buy tickets now um, also I need help with uh, getting my house down payment back. So if you want one of the Hellfire Congregation shirts, they are here and ready to ship. And I will throw a zine in with them as well. Uh, just head to store.streetfireradio.com. You can also get the uh, Guys, Gals, and Non-Binary Pals shirt. And I'm thinking we're going to reprint the uh, Gumball shirt soon. Injury to all. Okay. We're going to let the uh, Gumballs and Asshole just remain a collector's item. Cool. And then uh, I want to do the Facebook wall attack shirt, too. I think that'll be good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. And then uh, zines, I got the zine. The sex zine is being finalized right now. You'll be getting that soon. We're fit. We're going to catch up. We're, we're going to put Katie. I think we're going to get our taskmaster that puts us on the road all the time to <laughs> whip us into shape or actually just do all the fucking work. Um, so <laughs> uh, this band is Daddy's Boy. Is the name of the band. It is by somebody that we both like, Modernist Witch on Twitter. Okay. And uh, it's their uh, it's their demo. Cool. And I want to play them. Nice. Just very nice person. Nice. Is like an editor at Bandcamp, you know. Type. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is their band. I know them. So. Uh, oh, Coolio. Here we go. I'm playing the music, y'all.
Welcome back to Street Fight, the call-in show. We're here. We're we're doing it. To, I I don't know about next week because I don't know what our setup is, and Jack and Leslie are going to be here. So uh, we might just do four dudes talking. I haven't. We haven't. And we're giving Jason a vacation, so I don't know if we even know how to take calls. Um, welcome back to the show. We're going to be in uh, Detroit. Um, or Indianapolis, Detroit, and Chicago in a week. Next week, yeah. Uh, Monday in Indianapolis, Tuesday in Detroit, Friday in Chicago. Uh, street Fight and Struggle Session, two shows that love each other, I think. It's just a match made in heaven, really. You know, we got two guys that have never been defeated in online battle on stage with us. I mean, I'm defeated every day, basically. I'm just a defeated person, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we got Leslie and Jack coming on tour with us. We got a tour we're announcing soon in Texas where we have a special guest with us and, uh, yeah, I hope to be working with some surprise, uh, combat sports crossover maybe in Texas as well. Yep. Yep. So we're, we're, we're going on a road. We're taking our friends on tour. Oh, also November. I think we're we're shooting for a November West Coast tour. Yeah, if we can. And there will be friends on those shows, too. We have some cool plans for openers and stuff like that. So, And if you can't make it to any of that, head over to Patreon. We did a, we did an Undercover Business Tyrants this week. We did a show called The Profit, and that's going to be available on our Patreon soon. Yeah. Get on Patreon. Get on Patreon. There's a lot. So much good stuff over there. You know, video, bonus shows. With people that I like. It's fun. We're going to be recording a new Brace and Brian show soon. Brace, host of his own successful podcast, True and On. Right. I've been listening. It's very good. Great. I like to learn about the Epstein stuff. It's odd for me to listen to because I didn't know that Les Wexner is sort of a main character in that world. Yes. The benefactor. Of Epstein, purchaser of his like original pad there in Manhattan, right? Yeah, financed it. And what people might not know is that Les Wexner is a Columbus, Ohio villain for the whole my whole life. He's been one. Everybody's talked shit about him. He owns, uh, you know, Columbus, Ohio's headquarters to the limited brands and Bath and Body Works and Hollister, Abercrombie, all that as well. Uh, and he had, he was the. He's the guy, the, the dude that started all that shit and uh, famously lived in a house out in nowhere where people, you know, had all these storied tales of driving by his like opulent house or changing the cable there and something happened, you know. Also, a lot of stories about like, so he lives probably 15 minutes out of the city uh, and there was like nothing there forever. There's just nothing. So the the story is that he uh, built a mall there, and then uh, also had them build subdivisions, and then also basically, you know, subsidized so that like people could bring all the cool stuff from downtown, like a second one where he lives, so he didn't have to go downtown anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like old rich guy stories. Every 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 state, every city has like the the rich the local rich guy that's evil. And Les Wexner was ours. So. Yep. Big time villain. Weird to hear his name. All right, let's see who's on the line here. People this has been waiting a while. Thank you for your patience. 
Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking Hello? to? Howdy. Hey. What's up? Is it me? Yeah. It's you. Totally You're talking you. to Street Fight. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, first time caller. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Josh in New Hampshire. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know how to do this, really. I've never called into anything ever. Well, that's fine. But, You're uh, doing all right. We know who you are. Um, thanks for calling yep, in, Josh yep, from yep. New Hampshire. Did you have something you wanted to bring yep. up? or? Well, I had a whole thing that I was going to go into, but uh, I, I just wanted to address the uh, earlier caller that uh, was talking about uh, being afraid to join DSA and being an hour away and not really having any you know, people that could, uh, you know, take care of him. Uh, I'm in the same situation, and, like, you know, a few months ago, I, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks, and I joined DSA and everything, and, um, I've got to know a lot of people. So, for that guy, he, he, he needs to know that, just go ahead and do it, or or whatever, if you want to, you know. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, it, you gotta stand a little stronger than that. Just tell him to jump, right? You gotta kick his ass. Tell him to jump and make the drive and go meet meet yeah. the people. When you're there, it's going to be way simpler and right. not as complex it, it, as you expect. It, that's right. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not that. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 a kind of guy that like I just don't I don't you know. Like I feel weird right now talking to you guys, uh, but um, it's good to it. it j just do it. Just do it. If, if that's what you want to do, just do it. I just want to tell that guy that. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, I'm I, I'm in New Hampshire. I'm in the boondocks of New Hampshire right now, basically. Like I'm in Rochester. It's it's. I I think I'm the only one. I feel alone out here, uh, but. Uh, so I went down to the um I went down to the uh Trump protest uh you know uh, cuz uh Trump came down to my state to our biggest city which is Manchester which isn't even really a city but it is you know and I went down there <laughs> Tell you what. I went down there uh and you know I met I you know I I I was with my people and my people that I've just gotten to know through DSA and stuff, uh, I, um, yeah, I went down there and it was an interesting time. Um, it was my first protest, my first, uh, the first time I've ever actually like done any kind of, uh, you know, like action outside. Are you guys still there? I'm sorry. Yeah, we're yeah, here. We're, we're here. We're listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally like. Oh, you're fine, man. I'm geeking out right now. But, uh, so I went down there <laughs> and I kind of geeked out a little bit. Uh, you know, I went down in all black and I had a, a sign or, uh, like, a, you know, like, uh, oh, man. I'm I'm freaking out right now. I'm you're sorry. good. Hey, you're doing really good. You're doing, no, you're like just talking. Yeah, yeah. Just like talking on the phone to your friends. Yeah, no, me and Brad are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. You guys are the best. And uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's like you have thoughts about what things are going to be, and then you there, and you start actually taking it in, and you start breathing, and you see 
what the stakes uh-huh. are and, and, you know, what people showed up. And, you know, I think that the energy of everybody there is so inclusive that it really kind of strips away uh, a lot of the anxiety, for me at least. It, it It's a weird situation because where I live, like I said, I'm an hour away from where that was going on. And <laughs> I, I, I dressed in all black and I had a black sign with just red lettering that I painted that said fascists aren't welcome here and I just was putting it in these people's faces just endlessly and uh you know I had a I I was in I was literally confronted with people that I wasn't expecting I, you know it, to me where I live and where I am I I wasn't expecting to actually run across actual like like hate groups and stuff, but yeah. there was a few groups and my DSA people were, uh, you know, they told me ahead of time, but I just didn't think that they would be there or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Like, no, when you see it in real life, do this. you see someone with a swastika tattoo on their fucking throat, like in real life, it changes everything, you know? It was, it was almost terrifying. Like, and they were taking my picture, you know, yep. because like I said, I went down there dressed in all black. I might be the only uh, New Hampshire Antifa guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was it, was it, was, uh, I mean, we went down to Pikeville when, when we went, when we went down there, they were having like yeah. what was supposed to be like a big convergence and it ended up being like nine Nazis standing in the street with the police standing around them. It's scary. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's just. And, and, and the cops. The cops uh, were protecting them, right? Right. Yeah, and it feels well, like it, the thing that I see about it that that like is like it feels like they're people from TV, like a Discovery Channel documentary, yeah. almost in a way. Exactly. It's like you're standing in a movie when you're standing across the street from them <laughs> because you just part of you can't imagine. That they are real. Like, it feels so... Like, I, I know I, how real they are. And I know that they're really people. And that they're... I, you know, met a lot of them, obviously, too, in, in my in my yeah. day. And, like... But, like, it just... It never... It doesn't feel real until you're standing there. But when you're standing there, it does feel important to be there. Well, did you see what happened in Columbus over the weekend? No. The same day the Portland uh, thing happened uh, in Columbus here on Sawmill Road, there was a parade of people flying the Trump flag, the Kekistan flag, G- Gadsden flag. Crazy. There yeah. was they were all in the proud. There was a Proud Boy group. They all, all here? Fred Perryed out. Yeah. When where? Yeah. Uh, Sawmill Road up in Dublin yesterday. Oh, I right? did. Why Dublin? Like, and that's and an also odd place to someone do an put a, someone put a fucking Adam Waffen poster on Pearls of Wisdom. What's Pearls of Wisdom? It, Pearls of Wisdom is like the hippy dippy new age store where people get like crystals and oh. Buddha shrines. I got a uh, Jack Sullivan from New York. Uh, I got his uh, secret gritty present. I got him some uh, tarot cards and I got him from Pearls of Wisdom and he got fucking plastered. Very fucking weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen when I'm on my walks around campus and stuff, I have couple times seen like racist flyers and i've seen uh i know i peeled a stick i peel it off i do too like and it's weird it, it, it that is <laughs> that in itself is like something that i don't think i ever saw myself doing 10 10 years ago like seeing uh, a, a sticker and being like i'm 
I'm fucking peeling. That shouldn't be there. I'm peeling that off. And like, but you know, you see it and it's like, I have like a real visceral reaction to that stuff. No, I I've, see it and it pisses me off. And like, I feel like I see, I like when I see these groups, I, I like understand, like there's people that I love that I've met through the show, fans of the show and, and just yeah. people that I've met through doing live shows and, and stuff like that, that like, I know they feel threatened by that sort of thing. And that's, they are threatened. This was my they first, are, yeah. This was my first time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're fine. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, this is my first time ever, like, basically, I went down there because, you know, like I said, Trump came down to Manchester, New Hampshire, and had a rally, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of arguing with people online, you know, uh, that's not good enough. I went down there uh, to, like, you know, actually confront these people. And of course, <laughs> there's not that many. Uh, you know, you know, because it's it's not that big of an area. There, there's. I went down there uh, completely uh, in black. I didn't put a mask on, but I definitely like <laughs> went out there. Like I was clearly like apparently the only antifa guy there. Like, or at least I I felt. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I I I'm I'm. You didn't, you didn't meet I, up with other black block people? Well, I don't know. See, the, the, it would take too long to explain. Like, there yeah, that's other fine. people that came up and talked to me. It, it, it's, the it, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this in real life, you know. Like, it's easy to just go out online and just, you know, argue with people and just, you know. But it was the first time I'd ever actually, like, come across, like, actual, like, like, <laughs> white supremacists and Nazis and shit. And they told me, they were like, yeah, you know, you're going to see some, some people that are, uh, like, like three percenters and like other like groups that, uh, you know, are pretty scary. And, you know, they were taking my picture. They were like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cause I was the only, you know, there was, it was kind of like a lot of, a lot of just regular liberals. Like it was, it was one of those kind of, uh, protests, you know, yeah. And I was the only one out there, like, just, you know, being like, you know what, fuck you. And it, I mean, I could, I could tell a million stories about that, but, you know, I don't want to take, take too much time. But you was, but, like, it was so, but it was worth I, it, is what you're saying. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, it felt, I it felt like a million bucks afterwards, but also the next day I felt so scared because, uh, I definitely am going to be like, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people took my picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. A lot of lazy, uh, oafish know, people that just want to fight online and go prance around in the streets with the protection of the cops got your picture. So, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. So, uh, so, uh, it was interesting that we weren't allowed to, uh, go into the Trump rally people, uh, cause they had us separated. They gave us a street, they gave the protesters one street to be in. And, uh, you know, we weren't allowed to go to their side, but they were allowed to just freely come into our side. And that's when it started to get weird. Like people were getting in my face and they were all drunk. You know, I'm uh, really to be honest. I'm a little bit drunk. Yeah. I'm a little bit drunk right now. So I'm sorry. Sure. Everybody uh, is. <laughs> Man, you guys are, you are like, like, one of my, uh, 
know, uh, sorry, I'm we appreciate it. Right now. I'm, yeah, we got to get, we got to yeah. get, we got the call queue just filled up. I think we're going to have to switch to a speed absolutely. round. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Do you uh, want to? Or we, anyway, yeah, uh, let's I do can it. drop the last two or something. Tell them to fuck off. Let's do it. No, it's not. We got an hour left. Oh, no, we do? I, uh, yeah. Wait, hold on. So, what's going on? Go ahead. Uh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. It's... Okay, good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm super nervous. I've never called into a show before, <laughs> and I've never called into a street fight, and you guys are my heroes. I got to uh, tell you the truth. I've never called into a, a show before, actually, <laughs> unless like they told me to call in, and I was like a guest. So, I know the feeling. I would be nervous, yeah, yeah. too. I'm super nervous. Uh, I thought it was going to go a lot better. Uh, you did great. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying that New Hampshire, uh, <laughs> there's at least one guy, <laughs> and that's me, that is, uh, I, I went out there and uh, I, you know, pushed we, a, a, a sign in front of a bunch of people, and I, I, I yeah, okay, you yeah, know what? I well, need to go. All right. Yeah, well, you have a you. good night. Have fun. Drink. Yeah, don't, you know, you did great. No, it's all right. Have a celebratory drink. We're going to we're going to take that audio and we're going to cut it into a commercial like a kind of a propaganda commercial that'll be a spoof and it'll be called Antifa of One. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like an Army of One campaign that the military did, but we'll just do Antifa of One and have one guy like training out in the sticks of New Hampshire, you know, to be ready for to bash the fash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. All right. Oh my goodness gracious, you people show or stay up too late. Um all right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Oh no. Computer work. There we go. Hello. Hello? Howdy. How's it going? Everybody that's on hold say hello. Is this a skeleton? Hello. Oh, okay, no. well there you go. You There's just meet on them work, bones though. That didn't actually work cuz oh. they still don't know they're on the air. Oh, that's true. Hello? You're here. Hey, the person that, uh, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Yes. Yes, you. You are me. Oh. Hey, I'm Abby from Vermont. Hi, Abby. A lot of Northeastern. Abby. A lot of Northeastern callers tonight. How's it going, Abby? What's going on tonight? Oh, great. Um, I have to be at work at 6 a.m., so I can't actually talk, but. Um, I get a teaser from my next call. Okay. okay. All right. I either, like it. Either you can hear about when uh, the State Department got me fired, or I want to bitch about overtime. Oof. Well, I've got to hear why you got fired, to tell you the really? truth. Really? I'm an overtime person. Okay. Hey. I want to hear both. Well, let's fight it out. Let's actually. duke it out. Yeah. But Oh. I just got my my... Guys, gals, and non-binary pals shirt came today. Awesome. It's great. It's a good shirt. It's a soft one. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'll call back on the next show. I'm a a working stiff. I got to be at work at 6 a.m. Message message me your info, and next week we'll make sure you get pushed to the front. (laughs) If we do it next week. 802. 802. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You just message us. I'll write it down. Don't get the rest of it out. Okay. All right, peace Good out. Good night. Okay. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs Bye. bite. Right? And say your prayers. You got to say the <sighs> Lord's Prayer, too. All right, let's see. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, come on, talkie button. Time to talk. 
to the show. Street Fight Radio. Write that. Get somebody make that happen. Hey, Street Fight Radio, talking to you on the line, listener. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, we got you. What's your name? Oh, shit, man. I was actually expecting to get on. I'm uh, Tom out in California. I'm trying to balance the East Coast, West Coast divide for you. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we, needed, you. we needed somebody that's not from the Northeast, I think. It's very important. You How's it going to, tonight, I'm Tom? To do my part. So, unfortunately, I kind of ruined this because I'm actually from Akron, Ohio, but I've been out in California for like 11 years now. Oh, you're just, pretty much from California these days. Yeah, you're, you're in, in Ohio. We don't yeah. recognize you anymore. Yeah. Ohio. <laughs> How much Scarlet and Gray do you own? <laughs> Uh, I've never really gotten to Ohio State. I'm sorry. Yeah, you never been one of us. You're, yeah, you were a California person from the day you were no, born. The other so. night, actually, it was funny. So, girls' night happened the other night, and uh, I have one of I have a, a dad bud that has a kid that's the same age, and we both showed up and we had red shirts on with gray shorts, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? So many free Christmas clothes, you know? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. hang out in. Yeah. Too much Ohio for can't deal with that anymore <laughs> yeah it is it's obnoxious i loved being out of it i loved being away from it it still gets to me here because i was like looking at shoes anyway. today and the only colors they had were scarlet and gray and some yeah. of them oh yeah a lot so, a, lot of, a lot of scarlet so and gray sorry. in this state i've got some uh, small business tyrant story for you yeah cool, uh, cool. Been a while. yeah let's do this so i said i've been in california for 11 years eight of those i was working for one company which had like 40 employees uh Basically tied to real estate, we were a basically service provider that realtors pretty much had to use. So we had kind of a uh, monopoly on it in the areas we covered. Okay. Like two years ago, they relocated me out to Central California because they needed somebody while they're expanding their territory. Uh huh. Then about a year ago, or December last year, two weeks before Christmas, they just decided, "Hey, we don't need you anymore." So they just they fired just you? No, no inclination that anything was going wrong or that this, this was could happen before. Officially, they made it because I did not meet the professional standards for appearance because I had a beard that is about oh white no, bushy as that's uh, right now. No, and God, I what? Did you ever get talked I about? Found, did they ever talk to you about I, your beard earlier in the job or anything? Not really. Weird. I found out about a month later that uh, they had a merger in progress with somebody out a little bit further north of me from Los Angeles. And they replaced me with the trainer for that company. I, um, I mean, can I ask, like... Make the actual transition go through. Some smooth-faced, square-jawed L.A. Like who, guy? Who gives a shit about beards? No, I was out of L.A. I relocated to, like, Central California. Ah. They brought in somebody from San Francisco as they're trying to expand further north. I mean, it's weird to me because it seems like nobody should give a shit about beards now. Like, beards and tattoos and piercings, like, they shouldn't be a problem anywhere. You know, it's just, I mean, I don't. I donated about $500 a month to the tattoo acceptance in the workplace cause. Let's <laughs> I write a check, just a personal just one. Things that aren't like super shocking or anything like that. And nobody's going to be like, I'm not going to do business with this real estate company because the guy has a really long beard. You know? No. The funny part was like, I had really good relationships with all the people I worked with. I was a field trainer. So I'm teaching people how to use the shitty systems my company makes. And I had like a dozen people reach out to me the day after I was like, go, hey, let me help you find a job. Yeah. So ended up working out. 
But I mean, not around Christmas. You ain't finding a job around Christmas. We got hired because yeah, Christmas is shitty for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm at work. I actually just got a promotion last week. I'm going to be making as much as I was with the previous job. So I'm in pretty good shape. But yeah, it was just kind of a fuck you from them out of the blue. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that man. is bogus. It's crazy when they it make up. Uh, I had been with them for eight years total. I had a bunch of vacation days up. I took basically all of October off. Yeah. I came back, uh, or no, all of November off. I came back one week, the first week of December, got a text from my boss saying, hey, can you meet us? Um, we're going to be in your area next week. And they fucking met me at the, shit, what the hell was it? Some Motel 6, like a block from my house. They rented a meeting room in it to let me know they wouldn't need me anymore. Like a week before our Christmas party where we get our yearly bonuses. I mean, that oh, just, they were just like, we were gone. They were like, man, we hated seeing your bearded ass face when you came back. We just yeah. hated that thing. Pretty much. <laughs> Damn, you got fired in the mud. I know. Right before the Christmas party. They were like, uh, they wouldn't even give you, like, be, you know, pigs in a blanket. Yeah. The Christmas party was great because normally the bonus was like 2500 bucks or something. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. oh that hurts my heart. Like, with three days of notice, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah, because you're sitting I around. I for them about a year before I was let go. I bought a fucking house because I had the opportunity to. <sighs> Yeah, it, yeah. You're sitting around thinking I'm in October, like two months before I was officially let go, and then got that news. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of fucked right now. Let's see how this works. Yeah, yeah. You were like, you were like uh, sitting around. You knew you were going to get that Christmas bonus back at the uh, cable company. They would give you two Christmas bonuses, right? Every year, uh, the first pay of December, they give you a hundred dollars, and then. The second pay of December, they would be like, hey, we decided to give you another hundred dollars. This is another bonus. And like I, I from the first year I worked there, they did it every year. And every year I expected that second one hundred dollar check. And I know I would have been so furious if that hundred dollar check didn't come that second yeah. week in December. Yeah, like, like when they when, when Like I said, I was with them for eight years. We had a bonus my first year. We had a bonus my uh, second year, then never again until year eight. Then right before I was let go, was the we were getting a bonus that year too. Ugh. So I skipped six years worth of it. I'm like, I know another one's coming. Fuck. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I I mean the beard thing is infuriating because I hate it. But like when they have to come up with a reason, it's very funny to me. Like yeah, like yeah. it sucks it for the person, but it's it like oh, it's your beard. They were firing me. And it was my boss, her boss, who was like a, what the fuck was he, CIO, and uh, an HR person on speakerphone. What a, what a disgusting, I mean, how is it so incredible to be the person that like has worked for you, you for this long and is like, you know, handed out bonuses to you before and then it's just like, you know what, it's just, you're too unprofessional. It's just. It just is driving me crazy, you know? It's driving us crazy. Like, to pretend like that's really an issue. It's fucked up, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I it's all good. I worked out for the better, I think. But, yeah, it was some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, sometimes those shit places, it's better to just get spun out and try to figure something else because you're just going to get fucked either way. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were going to get you no matter what, you know? Well, have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, that's uh, 
That sucks ass. That's so weird. You feel like you'd have to write somebody. You'd have to give them a chance to shave. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it feels like. But that small that is the that's basically that was the crux of the small business tyrant issue. Right. Yeah. It's like if, if this was a corporation, a large company. Somebody would have told you five times to shave yeah. before it came time, you know, because there's protocol. Yeah. But when you're working for a small business, there is no protocol. They're like, we just need a reason. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Well, I don't want to pay this guy's bonus out. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to pay him for the rest of the year. Let's, let's replace him. Uh, yeah, let's just say he's been eight years uh, in fractions because he's been doing it for eight years while he's here. That's t- termination file the paperwork and we don't have to worry about his paycheck anymore yeah and 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 to they should have they should have said performance dude yeah that's, that's always the got generic to. gimmick that like corporation that's how a corporation gets you yeah yeah it's performance they just they're like oh it's been stacking up for a while we've been behind the scenes saying you've been shitty at work yeah, yeah. and uh we decided to fire you all right let's see who's next on the line thanks for calling street fight hey boys how you doing Great. How are you? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. I can hear you. Wonderful. All right. Awesome. Is Josh still around? Yeah, Josh is here. He's 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 chilling. All right. I think hey, we're Josh, all... Josh, how you doing? Awesome. I'm good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. So this is uh, Alf Vela from the Twitter. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, um, bud? It's been a while since... Yeah. Not much. We Not saw much. you in Atlanta. I saw you guys up there. Uh... Say that yeah, name yeah, again? Yeah, both shows. It was awesome. It was wonderful. Both so, shows. There happened to be a lot of DSA folks around. That was kind of weird, but I was I was just in Atlanta to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there um, were a lot. So, but the, the fun thing though, but I had a I had a really nice experience because I ran into some DSA folks from up here in uh in the Red River Valley of the North, and um, I was able to convince a couple of them to come to the show. Um, the one uh the one that came to the the first night in Atlanta. Uh, they bought the uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals shirt, and uh, it's a great so, shirt. I don't know. Yeah, and I was really happy that uh, that she was able to get that one because she's uh, she's also the first. She's a teacher, right? So, and they uh, they do uh, um, women's studies, and she was the first person to ever hand me a Chris Cross uh, Chris Craft article, and uh, the article was uh, titled "How Can I Be a Sexist? I'm an Anarchist." And it's one of those articles that someone, you know, you get a recommendation and you just kind of ignore it for a while. Well, this is one I actually picked up and read oh, yeah. front to back. And yeah. but that article like changed my life. And so the the least I could do is at least get her to a, a street fight show. So anyway, I think I returned the favor, maybe not. But cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'll Hell read yeah. that article. I'll I'll read an uh, article. I read. Awesome. You know. So, I do. That's just something I do. I do. do I, this is a little thing I do sometimes. It's like, I'll just read. And it'd be like, oh, I took this <laughs> in. It made me very intelligent. That and, is uh, wild. Yeah, it's right. something I, I do. It. It's like a little, you know, yeah, there's a sometimes. few other things. I, you you want to hear what's going on over here? I just found a portable yeah. bidet on the internet. And I'm looking at it. And uh, portable. I'm thinking about buying it. That's what you're, that's what you're reading okay. about? That's yeah, I apologize for doing <laughs> Here's what happened. I'm checking all the stuff when I'm when I'm doing the show. I'm checking all the stuff. An ad comes up on Facebook. The portable bidet. I'm not going to say the name of the company because they're not paying us any fucking money. But if they would love to, I will say the name of the company if they send me a portable bidet. Ooh. But uh, 
Now I want one because when I leave to go on tour, I don't have my bidet, which I have grown accustomed to now. And, okay, how does it work? Is it like, is battery powered or is it foot powered? Well, it ha- I'm glad you asked. It has a U- mini USB charger. Oh, my God. And uh, it's like, a, um, it looks like a lightsaber, sort of. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you fill it like, like with a little bit of water. You put it together. I'm not, I'm, I'm that's me, what I'm, I'm over here trying to figure out how you get it. Let me tell you how to, to pour, clean your butt. Here's what you do. You get a spray bottle and you just lean forward and you yeah, spray your ass. Oh, well, it, see, here's the thing though. I'm <laughs> reading here. It says the portable bidet for eco-conscious humans, which I'm eco. Yeah, that's true. I'm a guy that cares about it the really, eco. It really just looks like a spray bottle. Squeeze like bottle. I had got one. My wife, when she had surgery after having her baby, she had to like flush out the area so it didn't get infection. But I use the bottles as like portable bidet because you could just blast off everything. I'm getting one of these. Okay, that's bigger than I thought it would be. It's I large. have a couple of those the, bottles as well. Seeing the picture. So the I am so yeah, sorry to good. like derail your good. call with this portable bidet, but no, like, not even. There's a picture. Is it like you sit on it like a. Now I'm looking at a picture of a woman putting one in her purse. She's oh. carrying her bidet right in her purse. Look, I could use that. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like one of those uh, flossers. One of the come over air, here it's like water. The it's like a water what? pick. Actually, it's like I can carrying do around this. a water Jason, pick. Jason, can you change yeah. the shot for it, me? It looks like a it looks like a plain lightsaber with a little charger. It's got a dock that you put on top of the toilet, and okay. then there's, there's a picture. Oh, sweet, all right. And uh, yeah, look, I'm into this bidet lifestyle. Really. I believe you. I'm a fancy guy, and I have one at my house. I'm showing the people funny. in the chat this thing. Uh, yeah. Pretty nice little gimmick there. Don't nice buy it gimmick. until they give me one. Can you? But I, I'm sorry. I like. I'm, I really want to apologize. <laughs> yeah, let's to uh, you let's for get calling back in. To what Alf Devella here has to say. Yeah, I feel like a real piece of no, shit no, here. I'm good. I I have to beat up a day story now, so I don't know if I I got, my, I got nothing left. But well, so you you know what really is the problem is now I'm on the website and I'm about to hit purchase. <laughs> How much they want for that? I'm trying um, to find out. If it's less so than 100 bucks, I'm doing it. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's an Indiegogo. How much was it? It's an Indiegogo. It's not even oh. made. They didn't even fucking make it. It's on like a wait what? list. Why do I get ads no, for things no. that aren't even it's just made? just a good idea. Yet? It's a good idea. Yeah, now I'm sitting around thinking like, man, I need to get myself a portable bidet. <laughs> like That's all I'm thinking about now. All right. Now, seriously, we're back to the call here. I'm sorry this happened oh, yeah. to you. Nope. So I just wanted to remind you, too, though, it's been about a year since I've called in, but I'm still the reigning champion. I am still the Street Fight Radio number one middle manager. And uh, so, and I will step up to accept any challenges to that, but um, just wanted to remind everybody. So. It's, it's going well? That's it. Like, okay, yeah, right it's on. Great. Well, cool. It's going great. No Thank you for no, no one's bugging me. Um, forming unions, bringing people together. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for being a good yeah. manager. That's we need more street fight managers out there that form unions. Which you're not. I'm gonna tell you something. You're not really supposed to do that. You're taking a real risk. But I like it. I like it. That's the kind of stuff me well, and Brett get into. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get that union to merge with the other union. That is all. So that way, because I like to. I like. I'm a worker too. I don't. I don't get paid much more than the people I manage, 
and uh, they're really the ones in charge. Oh. I just am kind of a shit. I'm just a shit umbrella, right? Like it's yeah. keep the stuff from above coming down. So um, it sounds yeah. It sounds so, to yeah. me like you manage like I parent. Like it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you do your thing. <laughs> if you got a problem, you can come to me. But look, just right. do your fucking thing. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, I think like more man, it would be nice if more management management type people would like just trust that the people that they're managing know how to do their job. Because I guess if they do a good job, the manager's okay. And like, you know, I don't, I don't see why. Well, and I, I think of it being a manager as more of like an admin assistant. If you have a really good admin assistant, you don't really need a manager. So. Just take some good cues from them. Just help people stay organized. Get them the information they need when they need it. And uh, just keep, you know, and try to insulate folks from other nonsense. Yeah, that's and great. Talk to you, and, 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 and learn learn their contract as well as you know your own. And it makes you literally a better human and a good manager. So. Cool. Well, thank, thanks for but calling anyway. in. I appreciate it. The yeah. uh, portable bidet is... Uh, the ultimate pack is 125 US dollars. Mm. That is more than my non-portable yeah, bidet. That's a lot. I'm so not I'm not buying that. I'm yeah. out. Someone out. in the chat said M- Missy Rogers said nope. they spent all that money for the meeting instead of giving them the bonus. I know. Like <laughs> what if they just like called you over the phone and said, uh, now normally we would have rent a hotel room and we would pay all these people to come in to fire you. We're just gonna give you all that money instead. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, what are you doing? Messed up. We got I think it. I think workplaces need uh, managers installed that are like kind of a like a street fight commissar, like a political officer. Yes. So an actual manager is like, all right guys, we really need to buckle down and get this done. The, the street fight fan is in the corner like Yeah. I don't know about some Yeah, I don't like this. Let's yeah. See. True. Right, let's see who's up next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey yo, is this me? Yep. Yes, we got you. Oh, shit. All right. Hey, this is Sam from Portland. Yeah. Well, I just Northeast. want to talk to you What's guys. What's up? You guys had an eventful weekend. Hello? Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. No, am I back here? You're here. Yeah, You're on. Portland? You're on. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, did, which Portland is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. It bugged out for a second. I just wanted to talk to you guys for a second about... You know, shitty fucking call center jobs and warehouse jobs that track your day down to the second. Okay. Typical Amazon shit. Yeah. And so I've been doing that basically since I was 16, but I found kind of a weird way out of it through just like janitorial work, if that sounds weird. Okay. Um, Yeah, so... I basically spent my like whole adult life just working jobs or every second of every day you got some guy hovering over your ass telling you what you do, how to do it. And all of a sudden I just got some shitty janitor job paying minimum wage. And I can just kinda stroll around and take out the garbage and clean the floors, take a fucking nap in the closet at just in the middle of the day. Yeah. And there's nobody there to give me shit. And just the amount of relief that is compared to the way it used to be is 
I, I can't really express it in words. It's just so fucking great. Yeah. The minimum wage is bullshit, but there yeah. is there is something truly it great is bullshit, about but I'm in Oregon. I have a little bit of like generational wealth. It it the wage isn't so much to me as it would be to somebody else, you know. Yeah. But it's more like I can go to work and I can just kind of show up and I can just do my thing and then I can go home. There's no one. There's, there's no metric that, for like, like bags that were cinched and no like fucking metrics, mirrors that no, were wiped like, down. Average all time. No like standards you're held to. That's just so insane. It drives you it, it, to the point of just wanting to step in front of a fucking train. You know. It, it took you 19 seconds to change this garbage bag. Our actuaries really like it if you can get that number down. You know what? I actually had an odd thought today. And you said, Cause I was at Burger Go King, ahead. I was at Burger King, man, and that place is disgusting as fuck. And the one I went to actually had a kids' ball, like a kids' play place. Mm, I don't know. And I made the mistake oh. of climbing up inside, and it was so sticky and gross. And I was just like, "We need to have a way to get just a crew of cleaning people that take care of that stuff and not require the burger and cashier people. We just need, but you fucking can't. We need chill folks like yourself to be put in all of our public places and just take at least like one of those disinfectant rags to shit more often than they do now. You know, just be like, here's a fucking spot. It's fucking gross. Throw a guy at it until it's clean and leave him the hell alone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's essentially my job. It used to be like pump some gas, stand behind the counter, and if you ever venture away from that, we're going to scream at you and we're going to threaten to take your job away. But here it's like, oh, hey, somebody got some shit in the bathroom. Just stroll on over there and clean it up when you get the chance, right? Yeah. Garbage gets full. Take it out. God. Make sure people got their toilet paper. They got the empty garbages, and there's no fucking garbage anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. Move the hell on, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I you know we've said this a bunch of times, but like my actual dream job was like anything that I didn't that like nobody was really watching me, and it was just a set amount of tasks that's I needed not what to you do. Chose when you rubbed the dream genie, well, that's exactly it. No, yeah. that's the perfect fucking thing. Yeah, and it just took my quality of life. And despite the shitty pay, despite, like, my economic situation being roughly the same, it's just quality of life. Just, it's, you can't describe it. Yeah, it's a little less, like, nerve-wracking, I guess, would be the thing. Yeah. Uh, 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 like, I, I know that the the way that it was working at even the cable company and the call center, roofing was the only job I had. And I was so bad at it and nobody wanted me up on that roof at all. But like, I didn't feel like there was a microscope on me the whole time. I kind of felt like I was sent to do things and basically they were sending me to get out of their way, but I was sent to do things and I did them and then I got out of there, you know? And like, uh, some people just thrive in that kind of, uh, some people just thrive in that kind of an environment and like the call center or the uh, service job that ruthlessly tracks metrics and, and what you do during the day is just not for everybody. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Not everybody's going to be able to handle those jobs. I, I, I'm one of those people that can, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, and I think that's yeah, no, that's definitely the situation. I mean, obviously, it's just it's a, just that pivot point of being an adult your whole life. You think all these jobs they track everything you do down to the fucking amount of time it takes you to piss, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can just I got shit I got to do, and I can just do it as I yeah. need to. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. No, definitely. If you get the chance to do this shit, if you have that opportunity or you're in the same situation, do it if you can. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. If you have generational wealth, give it a thought. <laughs> well, I mean, that I I think it's just... I think the work is good. It is, but it's hard to advocate for minimum wage, man. That shit sucks ass. Yeah. I'm sure this isn't how it works in real life, but I would love to be like in the hotel room and I'd love to like clean the room and then just lay down <laughs> and get back up but not have like lack of food security or like your, right, your exactly. kids don't have like school supplies and shit you know or like you're haggling for shit down at the flea market to get by mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. All right, let's get this last call. Last call. Ooh, I'm tired. Sup, the, the, I don't have. I have to build my stamina back up. You know what I mean? What is it? Snooze. Snooze. I'm Thanks not for calling doing... Street Fight. Who are we talking hey. to tonight? Hey, this is Eric Phillips from Portland. How's it going, fellas? What's hey, up, Eric? How's, it going? how's Portland? Yeah, actually, uh, I'll keep it brief because uh, I know you guys have been on the phone forever, and I missed half the show. But I did catch a call from a guy talking about DSA. Um, I'm going to go down to the Clackamas meeting this Tuesday, and that's right next to Portland. And um, it's 6 p.m. in Happy Valley Library. It's on Stephen Parkway, 13793 Southeast Stephen Parkway. So if anybody is hesitant or wants a friendly face, um, shoot, I wish I already had a street fight shirt. I just wear it there, and that'd be easy to identify. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'll wear a black shirt. I'm about five foot eight. You know. Blonde hair, blue eyes, 45. Mm. You know, cool. Wants to, he wants, wants to meet up. <laughs> if you missed the beginning of the show, <laughs> Eric, I got to say something. If you missed the beginning of the show, I did poo-poo the gift you sent, Brett, because it didn't have anything for me in it, but I did speak to you earlier. So we're all good now. Okay. Just well, when you I'll, listen. I'll take my tongue lashing, but. Uh, that's just all that really. I, I probably. It, somebody was like, my wife and our friends were all like, oh, that's a really cool gift Brett got. And I was like, I think it's a horse shit gift. <laughs> there was nothing for me in it. <laughs> I, 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 but, I'm bad about that. But it's okay. okay. It, like, I, you, wish I, had, I wish I had some badass Kratom to give you or something, right? And then I'd be, I, oh, great. You got to try this shit. But I, I had like nothing. I, I get mad gifts, <laughs> you know. I get tons of gifts that Brett doesn't get, so it's okay. And I also am in the market for a portable bidet right now that I've just learned that they exist. So that's just out there for all the listeners to hear. Uh, thanks for calling. Th- thanks for calling in, though. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, do you have a story or something? Uh, nope, no stories or anything like that. This, mainly the DSA thing, and I'm actually glad that Brian brought that up um, in the sense that I wanted to say personally that, yeah, I did feel kind of shitty about that, but I'll, I'll get you something. Oh, no, you don't have to buy me gifts. I listened to you guys forever without being a patron, so it's kind of like, and I could have been, so it's called this like uh, back payment. Oh, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. You don't have to be a patron. It's just 
very preferred that you're a patron because <laughs> it helps it gives us, us more make a possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> well, well thank- I got this from the outside in. If if you have if you're in the position to be able to do it and you like the show, then you probably should. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. If you like me and Brett, there's a lot of stuff. And hey, why not just take this opportunity to uh, remind everybody? If you're in a $5 or above level, you will be getting an RSS feed on October 1st, 2019. And you will be able to hear me and various cool people like Felix Biederman, um, Jack Allison, other people. I haven't, like, Brett Payne talking about Tom Likas. We're going to be talking about shock jocks for, for the whole month of October. It's called Shocktober. And if you're in a $5 above level, you can get that. And the reason it costs money is because it's a fuck ton of work. That's, that's why it costs money. i got two quick things I just thought about. One, I'm going to buy that Hellfire Congregation shirt, take one off the hand. I think Sweet. That's what you want uh, these days. And uh, secondly, uh, since I have you on the phone, did you try it? Or, like, is it good? Or is it, like self-destruction or like you know it's all a matter of taste what try what you'll even like it or not the hibiki did you try it oh no i'm treating it like a sacred thing right now it's gonna take i'm gonna it's gonna take a a week or two to get something where i feel like all right let's crack this open right Right, brett Brett is just now drinking the the stuff that pat oswald gave us in like three months ago he is very careful about handling that stuff Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you. In, I'll keep you fellows in mind. Um, I, I actually, I love sending gifts to people that have a kind of similar interests and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, fellas, uh, three hours later there, so I'll let you get some shot. Have a great night. Peace. Thanks for everything, Peace, folks. Yeah, that's the show. Portable bidet. Is uh, street fight. Just want to make an announcement here. Want to make an announcement here? There is a such thing as a portable bidet. And uh, B-day. B-day. That's how I say it. It's just, you know, these guys that don't have bidets that, is in, that are in the room with me, they kind of don't understand the clean booty hole lifestyle that is very important. Um, so, you know, just knowing they exist is just a pleasure for me. Yeah. Have a great Something night. Something to aspire to. Thanks for listening to <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Radio. One day I'll be rich. Colin show is back. I'm not sure if we're going to do it next Sunday. Did you want next Sunday off? He's got next Sunday off, number one. It was Wednesday. It was starting on Wednesday. So we can do the Sunday call-in show. If we can, we got two mics. We can get, can we get Jack and Leslie on his thing? You think we can get? We just need four people to be able to talk. If we can get me, Brett, Jack, and Leslie all on mic doing the call-in show, we will do it. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure something out. I think out. we I might think have y'all call in and talk to Jack and Leslie with us. We might as well. Huh? Yeah, that's that's a USB. That's a whole nother cantankerous thing. Yeah, we do have another one like that. We do have four Okay, so, so we're we good. can make we'll, it work. We'll try we'll do the call in show. We'll have to figure it out, but we'll do the call in show with Jack and Leslie next week. There might not we gotta figure out cameras and shit, but hey. You can we'll find uh, Brian on Twitter at Murder Brian. You can find me on Instagram at Street Fight WCRS. Josh, where can they hit you up? I am username Joshua on Twitter. You forgot to say at before. At username. Yeah, they know. It's just you know, it's professional. Okay. Sort of and I'm Brian's reply guy, so you'll see me. One of Brian's reply guys. I don't have very many. 
tell you the truth. No. I mean, people, it's funny because people in like chats will be like, Brian, you got so many reply guys. You know, I appreciate every reply, you know? Speaking, oh, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to talk about them like that. Speaking yeah, of I would Patreon. not, I don't believe in reply guys. Okay. I believe that everybody is special Passionate. and everybody's input is needed unless it's mean, like the guy that was mean to me tonight. Sure. But that's all, you know? Speaking of Patreon, I was on my pledge page the other day and it said Street Fight Radio, patron for 36 months. Wow. So, that's outrageous. Mm, well, now I feel like we owe you something. Three years yeah. of. Some guy, you want to hear something? Can I just say before we go, some guy like got mad at me for something I probably said on a podcast in like 2013 today. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think he thinks that the shock jock show is just me complaining because Opie and Anthony are racist. So I think he's like mad at me and think, I guess I said something bad. I said like Dave Chappelle was like white dude comedy. Uh, And I'll bet you I said that had to be 2012. Yeah, 2013, where I would say something like that, because honestly, I don't like talking about comedy on the show. Period. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I just, just you don't like me very much, but well, you really remember what I say, don't you, buddy? Yeah, and you can always go to streetfightradio.com right at the top. Click on uh, shows. That's going to be all of the archives, including. On the main site is the only place that we put the song for the week, but it is there. We can't put it on SoundCloud because they scrape the comments and look for the names of popular songs. Uh, if you go to the support tab there, you can go to the store, you can go to the Patreon. It's all at streetfightradio.com or any of the social media shit. Thanks for being here as always. Peace. Good night.